Welcome to Loaded Mag and UFC. Uh, and for the replay, the review, uh, part two of Battleground Europe. Um, I've been looking forward to this one. Um, if anyone missed the first show, go back and watch it. Um, we were looking at teams that could potentially break into Europe. And um, I think it's been interesting watching it all unfold. But this time, we've got a few new teams um, looking at this with very very much interest um, as the season's unfolded. But look, uh, welcome everyone and welcome everyone into the chat. Uh, great to have everyone already uh, in place for what's going to be a fantastic show. Uh, Chris may well be on the way. Um, he's, been, he's been working away um, back in to Liverpool um, and should be hopefully coming on very, very soon. Um, but also on top of that, um, just a few things that I have to say. Um, thank you for all the support with all things loaded um, in recent weeks. Um, we are so close to um, to 5K, I think just under 200 away. Um, so uh, if you haven't already, click that subscribe button and become um, a subscriber to Loaded Mag NUFC. And of course, uh, we have them in the chat. Um, from Loaded, um, we send massive condolences to Paul, um, Paulie G., um, who lost his mum uh, yesterday. So uh, massive um, condolences to you. Hope you're well. Great to see you in the chat and supporting the channel as always. Um, and yeah, as everyone's saying in the chat, we are thinking of you at this moment in time. Um, but look, we are here to talk all things uh, football and get the opinions of lots of different fans from various different parts of the country and of course we'll bring them in now so we've got ash uh leicester city fan we've, how you doing we've got rich how you doing Pete? all good all good uh rich from villa park pod uh we've got d back from back of the nest and we've got little dan um back from wolves fancast um how are you guys doing you okay very good yeah. pete very yeah. good. Well, good without league football it's it's much better let's just say that <laughs> for, for certain clubs <laughs> Definitely. It's, it's um, great to be back on a um, Battleground Europe episode, Pete. Um, I, as you all know, I'm a, I'm a Real Madrid fan now. So <laughs> definitely having fun for me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, little Dan, I knew you had something up your sleeve. I knew you would, as always. And look, do not fret. 
Um, um, Dan Lawless is on his way. Um, he's been working in Birmingham today, so he'll be on. Um, and we'll have a couple more that will come and join us as well as the show goes on. Uh, but look, um, this has been a really, really interesting season for lots of different reasons. And um, look, I'll come to you first, Rich, and because you were on our original show um, yeah. that we did in the summer and we talked about how the season could potentially unfold. And I'll just pop it up right now so you can have a look on the screen and you can see yourself um, in 12th position, uh, 18 points on the board. Um, you know, in terms of how you've seen yourself um, before the Battleground Europe initial show, you know, where are you seeing yourself now? Are you, are you happy with where you're at? Of course, you've had a change of manager and we talked about that on away days. But look, you know, do you see yourself as European contenders still? Uh, what are your thoughts at the moment? It's been it's been a bit of a boring one for Villa, hasn't it? Really, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, mate. I, I mean, I don't know where where to start. To be honest, um, and I've been I've been I've been on your show like a few times, and so many times tried to sort of. I think this show before was really positive about the start of the season, the the signings that we'd made with like Diego Carlos and and Bubica Kamara one or two other things that were said, you know, in the press and obviously Gerard having a, a full pre-season and stuff, but, you know, for whatever reason, just decisions that he made across the board just weren't, just didn't work. Um, and there's the feeling around the club just got worse and worse and worse, even though we won a couple of games in that time period, like Everton and Southampton, it was just awful. Like the football was awful and it was only heading one way. Very similar to the the Dean Smith time, you know, where it was kind of only heading one way when he came in, and then when a manager like Unai Emery comes along, you you've got to take you you've got to take the opportunity, you know, four four Europa League wins, um, three in a row with Sevilla is just unreal. So you've got to take that opportunity when it comes. And um, had this had this kind of podcast been three weeks ago, I'd have been like, look, man, we've got to just stay up. That's that's what we've got to look to do, especially after we lost to you guys. Uh, but now, after winning two league, two games, two league games in a row, them being Man United, which we who we hadn't beaten at home since 1995, first away win since May against Brighton, who were were flying. We, there's a bit more positivity around. So, we, we, are we on the way to Europe? I'd say no at the moment. I did say ninth, I think, when when you when we first when we first had our um, this show. So I'm not really going to change from that. I think the signs are looking looking better. Um, it all depends on January, as it will do with everybody. Um, but the signs are certainly looking better, and I, I think ninth or tenth, you know, would be would be where we're we're looking at the moment still. Ah, interesting. And um, there's a question here from Lisa. Um, sorry, Daz, uh, just put it in the chat. Um, question for Rich. He said, "What's his thoughts on um, Emery? Uh, is he expecting a top ten finish? Obviously, you've said around sort of, you know, ninth, tenth in the table. Um, yeah. But but you've got you've got a manager that that actually can produce that level of football. Um, so you know, is is there a slight possibility that things can turn? We're still early on in the season. Oh, there's there's always a possibility, and I think again, we haven't got too many players that have gone to the World Cup, um, so." Is that a positive? I would have to say yes, because those players now get an opportunity to work under Emery's um, <clears throat> tactics for the next four or five weeks. You know, once they 
come back from the holiday and then go to like the, the the training camp. So that that is a positive. Could we get a good cup run? You know, we know he's a master in the cup competitions. Obviously, we didn't beat Man United in the in the Carabao Cup, but you know, if if we can get a decent draw in the in the FA Cup, who knows? So that's that's an option. But I, I don't know. I think I think you're asking quite a lot to to maybe get in that asking a lot to get in that top five or six definitely so I'd have to say I'd have to say no but you look you never know you never know interesting look um, I'm I'm always going to come to a to a rival next so look little Dan um, I want to get your thoughts on Villa being that you're um, in the same vicinity in the country um, and there is a little bit of rivalry there you know look looking at Villa they've got that Emre in Gerard's out the door do you think that they've got an opportunity um, of getting European football? No. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to talk serious, Pete. I'm here to talk about serious football to, uh, today, Pete. Um, there's, there's, more, there's more chance of me playing for the LA Lakers than Villa reaching Europe this season. I thought we were being serious talking about European football. As far as I'm aware, apart from Ash... Wolves are the only side in this little group here that have seen Europe in the last few years, apart from maybe if you had like Swansea or Cardiff in the FA Cup. Yeah, I think you might be right, actually. <laughs> I think you are. He's just getting it in now. He's just getting it in now. We know where Wolves are. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle are the benchmark team to follow at the moment, and we're doing what Newcastle did. We're bottom of the league at Christmas. We're going to, our season starts on Boxing Day. And this time <laughs> next year, me and Pete will be talking about Wolves and Newcastle going for top four. I don't even know why Pete's over turning up again. Like Crystal Palace just make up the numbers, don't they, do? Shots fired. Shots fired. He said, you're just here to make up the numbers, D. Says the team that's it, 20th in the league. Fair enough. Mate, you've never won a title. You've never even won the championship. Your team's a joke. Every time I have to keep telling you, your team is a joke. Joke. I'm going to keep talking over you. talking right now, once again, the way you're talking right now, you're acting like you ain't the worst team by stats in the league. Let's just be real. Stop talking about European football when right now championship football is closer to the European football for you. Let's just be real. If we're being honest, you said let's be serious and honest. If we're being honest, we can talk about your next season, whether you're facing Millwall or whether you're facing any other team or if you're going to say the Premier League. That's the serious talk. If you want to talk about I mean, Pete, in all talk, fairness, you, you but... started talking about rivals. Dee's just brought up Millwall, uh, Crystal... Uh, he probably thinks Leighton Orient's a rival because their trophy cabinet's pretty similar, to be honest. It doesn't matter. It doesn't, You'll it, be facing it does matter, Dean. It does matter, Dean. It does matter. I'd, I'd rather have history and football heritage than just a crap football stadium in the middle of fucking nowhere that everyone hates. All right. All right. All right. Cool. Just, All right. Cool. You're, just you're, fold you're, your club. You're just just join up with Leighton Orient or someone. Wannabe side. Your team's never been a wannabe. You've never been able to even smell Bro, one of these. I'll be honest with you. I'll be totally honest with you. No one cares about wolves. Like, I, I, I don't mate, care about no wolves. one cares about <laughs> Palace. <laughs> mate, you're no like, one, the, no you're one, like, no one says you're no like Leighton or even acid. This. Like, no one does, bro. No one does. Like, there isn't anything about wolves to care about, bro. You can talk rubbish about Palace all you like, but the reality is, wolves are sitting 20th in the Premier League. We've smoked you lot 
all these times. You're nine points in front of us. You're nine points. Trust me, maybe you might beat someone. You might beat someone else on this panel, but we've had our easiest games of the season against you. We smoked you last season, smoked you this season. We're sitting higher than Uni League. So if you want to really? talk to someone else, you might talk to I don't know, what, maybe what, you beat Newcastle, if you beat Leicester or Villa. Fair enough, but you, bro, you can't talk to me. You what, can't you're, talk you're below, you're below Brentford. You and we're saying higher. You're than below Italy. Brentford. You've won less trophies than. Berry, okay, Berry don't even exist okay, anymore. Cool. All right, cool. All you talk about trophies, but okay. this season, last season, easiest games, the, easiest games. I'm not saying this because you're We don't need a referee, Lisa. We need Crystal Palace to like go and play like NFL or something because this is football why, chat. I don't know why you're so upset about Crystal Palace. Like Crystal Palace has done anything to the Wolves. We don't care about I'm, because I can just put fifty p in your back and just let you run. Yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't yeah. care about wolves. I'll be okay. I don't know why. As a wolves fan, you care so much Dean, about. Pilot. I want to, I want to get your on. opinion, Dean. I want to get your opinions on uh, Villa before we move on, because obviously Villa have got their new manager. You know, from your perspective, I'll, I'll, I'll drop the league back up again. Um, you know, to be fair, um, you're, you're a point ahead of them. They're in and around you. Mm. You know, do you see them? Do you, do you see Villa as a viable, viable option for Europe? The way they're playing yeah, right now, hundred percent. Look, you, when you look at the league table there and what Villa are doing recently, Villa Villa really had the plays under Simon Gerrard. They just wasn't flourishing. Like we know that Villa Villa's got quality plays, but the thing is about this season is even when you look at between six and and ten or eleven, it's only three points. It's a crazy tight season, and you see everyone beating everyone apart from Wolves, who are beating no one. But it is <laughs> up in that in that bracket. You know, we we people are actually doing well, so. I think Villa are serious contenders, and I assume yeah. that um, they, I assume that they'll strengthen in January. But they got Emery, and Emery at Arsenal. People laugh about it, but he actually done a decent job considering that what they had. Arteta came in and struggled to put the team where Emery was until until recently. I think they've got a quality manager. Uh, they've got a manager who has won European trophies um, yeah. and a manager that knows about Europe, and he has a bit of experience in the Premier League. I think it'll be foolish to not consider Villa to be in and around there at this point. Maybe as the games go on, I guess they've only played a few games on Emery, and maybe we might see a bit bigger, bigger picture. Maybe their weaknesses might be exploited a bit more. They might not be as great as they've been so far, but I think they, they I think they should be in the conversation. Let's just say that I think Villa should be in the conversation based on the manager and the players that they've got. No, I think that's a, I think that's a, a very fair reflection um, for for a team that actually is. You're you're above them at the moment, albeit by point, but you're you're above mm. them. So I think that's quite a fair reflection. But you made a really good point, actually, and I'll come back to Rich really quickly on this before we move on um, to Ash. Is that um, D made a point and said, you know, you've got a European uh, manager that's that's won trophies on the European level, and he also talked about you know improving the squad in January. It, is there money available to improve the squad in January? And do you see yourself? Um, seriously going into the market and, and making some changes. Yeah, I think he will. <clears throat> whether he raids is whether he raids Villarreal for for a couple of players, I, I don't know. But there's been rumours of like Pau Torres, one or two others, one or two others coming in. Um, Nicholas Jackson, who's Senegal international, I believe. Um, so yeah, there's been one or two. Um, but yeah, there's certainly funds available. I mean, like we've got. Is it the fifth richest owners or something in the Premier League? So there's certainly money available. We just need pre- we need physicality and, and strength in our team. Like that's what we need. Like a, a, a strong target man up front to 
whether that be as a plan A or a plan B, we need that. And then we need some more pace um, in the side. Obviously, Leon Bailey's last couple of games has done really, really well. He's starting to show what he's all about. But I think we need more more threat in behind. But, um, but yeah, certainly a, a big, strong target man as as these, you know, with his Palace side, they're they're very very good physical side, and 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 the Premier League is going that way more and more at the moment. So we just need to compete because sometimes our midfield just is nowhere near good enough. Ash, um, yeah. your opinions on Villa? Um, look, they're sitting. I, Come on. I think you've got to be taking them seriously now. I mean, I know it's been a few games. Uh, since Emery's come in and you can always have the sort of honeymoon period with a manager but Emery's proved time and time again at clubs that he's got quality and class and he always brings his own style into teams I think he will have some um, money to play with in January and he'll get a few signings that suit his style of play and you've got to take them seriously now Um, it's not a team I'm looking forward to playing with with the momentum that they seem to be having at the minute so yeah I I think Villa have definitely got to be in the conversation the next three or four games could be very important for them in terms of how serious we take the charge for Europe. Um, all of them teams around that area, including ourselves, I think we can bracket like that. Um, but yeah, they're definitely in a better position than they were with Gerard. That's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, like I say, it's really tight in, in that league at this moment. And uh, look, D, I'll come to you. Uh, from a from a Palace point of view, you know we, we've spoken before, and you've said you've kind of had a little bit of an, in, an indifferent start to the season, like some good results, some not so good. But I would to flip the 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 league up again, sitting at eleventh place, nineteen points, five wins, four draws, five defeats. You know, is that where you kind of seen yourself um, at this stage in the season? And and again, I'll ask you the question straight off the bat: Do you do you see yourself? With only what, what are you three points off Liverpool in sixth yeah, place? It's mental, yeah, it, it, yeah. It's, it's, I, it's a mental uh, league. What, what no, I, I, look, I think it's crazy because as Palace fans, we know that we're missing two positions, two key positions. The midfield, we're missing. We still haven't replaced Conor Gallagher, which we expect uh, to be replaced in January window because it didn't happen in summer. And you can argue about right back. Um, it's been a bit inconsistent, but with Palace this season. As I said, there's there's two positions that's missing um, and a bit depth elsewhere as well that we need. So we haven't got our full squad. Um, our away form is what's kept us back. As we've seen, we, we go beat, for example, teams at home. And then when we go away from home, it's not just about the fact of losing. We just, we just don't perform. Like we had zero shots on target, zero shots against Nottingham Forest. Well, we had a shot for Zami's a penalty. But it doesn't make any sense when... Forest, I know they've improved, but they're still not. They're not a great side. They they are a better side than they were before. But having zero shots on target against one of the worst defense in the league makes no sense. So with Palace, I feel like this break has come at a brilliant time because we need to evaluate our away tactics compared to home. At home, it's perfect. It works. That's fine. But away from home, it is way too different from how we play at home. That is 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 worrying. It's worrying in terms of it's holding us back. And trust me, we we should have and could have picked up more points if it wasn't for our waveform. I mean, sitting third, that's what I'm saying, is is actually very surprising to see us three points off Liverpool of six because 
all season long, we've struggled away from home. And the fact that we're still in that position in and around, and we're closing on January, January where we can buy players, where we've had this break now, we can work on our um, away form and have a little mini preseason because we didn't, our preseason was a bit disrupted. I think we're in a very good position. I think Vieira's doing a very good job of what he's got in terms of the players. Of course, tactically, I think he said it himself, we have to look at it away from home. But once we do sign one or two players as well, I feel like Palace will improve naturally um, within that group. I've got a question for you. Obviously, you, you've got you've talked about quite positively um, Patrick Vieira and, and mm. the job that he's done since he's been at um, been at Palace. Um, you know, he's done a good job for you. He's, he's built a number of players up. He's he's, he's brought some smart buys. Um, but do you think he he's the manager to take you? you to Europe is, is he good enough is he proven enough that he can, he can try and break that mould potentially well when you talk about proven no he isn't proven as a manager at the top level to take a team into Europe well he did he was decent at Nice and then he kind of collapsed there but I think he is I really do from what I've seen in the past two seasons not just Patrick Vieira it's the whole coaching staff and you can see everyone's role as part of that team and, and maybe for Newcastle is pre- pretty much the same as you know why it's working well. It's not just the players. It's not just the manager. It's the whole backroom staff. So with Vieira, yes, I do believe it. But we haven't backed him in this window. And that's why we're in the position we're in right now, which is not a bad position because we're still three points off sixth. But we should have done better. We could have done better. But if he, if he was backed, that wasn't the case. However, when he does get backed, and it depends on what happens next summer because we don't know what's happening with Zaha, I think, yeah, I think he could be the next manager. I don't know who else could really take the role. I feel like he's fitted in the role. He understands the club. Um, he plays positive football. And so far, it has worked. Last year, FA Cup semi-final. This year, we will see what happens in terms of where we are in the league or so. But we're only three points off the league table. It was frustrating last game. But when you look at the league table as a whole, where we sit, it's not a bad position at all. No, I, I would agree. Um, you just mentioned Zaha there. Um mm. There's, there's a lot of talk and people are mentioning it in the chat as well, saying that he could leave in January and the, the, there's a chance he could leave in January. Is there a genuine feel within the Palace fans that he leaves in January? And if he does, where does that leave you guys? Because he is he is kind of the, the talisman of the team, isn't he? He's not leaving in January. Um, it, if he does leave, it'll be in the summer. He's not leaving in January. There's, there's no way we let him go. Um, we reached a point where we gambled um, in terms of he wanted, he wanted to leave in the past. He's playing his best football right now under Vieira. He's enjoying Patrick Vieira. You can see the relationship between the two of them is great. So there's still there's still a chance that he signs. I, I, I get that he hasn't signed a new contract and he hasn't been official, but Palace are in talks with Zaha. And Zaha has reached a point where... It, is there... I guess we're, I know we're not in European football, but if he does join a European side... There's the chance that he could easily end up on a bench as well because majority of these European sides they've got quality and depth. And depth is the key word here. If Zaha doesn't have a good good game or two, you know how it works in football. You can be on a bench and then next thing you know he does. It's not playing football. So I think he's got big decision to make. He's turning thirty. Um, I think he's yeah. actually turned thirty, and he's at the peak of his career. So for me, he's not leaving in January. But whether he signs a new contract or not, honestly, as yes, Palace fans, we don't know. That, that even journalists, they don't know what is exactly where his mind frame's at. But inside of me, I think he stays. I think he stays if we're if we're perform as we are. He knows the he knows the strengths of this Palace side. He knows that we haven't reached our full potential yet. And 
for me, he's settled in London. His family's in South London. And for him to move to another side, I don't know what side in the Premier League he goes to. If he was to leave, maybe they're talking about Arsenal. Maybe if Arsenal are serious about it, then that could happen. But I'm not too sure if they are. Um, but yeah, if, if it's not a London side, I'm not too sure if he moves abroad to Italy or or Germany at this stage. His, his family's settled and... You know, he's forget about his his little ones and his and his and his kids and stuff. But his his whole family's here. He's grew up in South London, and it seems like he's at that age at thirty. Does he really want to resettle at, at another country? I'm not too sure. Nah, it's a, it's an interesting talking point. Yeah. Look, Rich, 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 Rich. Do you think that um, Palace? Are going to keep Zaha, and, and and do you think they are viable um, in their in in their quest for European football, or do you think it would be maybe what's considered like a a normal Palace season that they start well and maybe sort of drop off as the season goes on? Um, I think on the on the Zaha situation, weirdly, it was linked with Aston Villa the last couple of couple of weeks. Oh. Um, I mean, I'd love, I'd love to have him. He's, 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 he's like the Robbie Savage. He's like the new Robbie Savage of the Premier League, isn't he? Like everyone loves to hate him. Like, but you'd love him in your team. Like, so he's, he's, he's a bit like that, isn't he? But obviously, a much better player. Um, so yeah, you know, yeah, I'd love him at, at Villa, but I don't think that'll happen. I think, yeah, mm. I think like D says, I think he stays at Palace um, and possibly even signs a new deal. Like, it's within players' interest now to keep their options open, isn't it? So. You know that kind of that kind of threat, I suppose, in terms of losing a player for nothing. It's yeah, play, teams of teams now are more clubs are more than willing to look at doing that, and players will kind of leave it right to the last minute to see who comes in for them. So I don't think that's an issue. Um, in terms of Palace, they're just such a funny side because every time I watch them, at, well, at home, I think bloody hell, they're a hell of a side. Like the fast, skillful physical like just swarm teams just all out attack it must be like a great team to watch at home um but then away from home like d said they just change that they not don't seem to play in that same manner um and i don't know why because you you would just think you know players like eze players like um like zaha like i've just said just running at teams would just be frightening for any team whether they're at home or away so it just seems a little bit strange that Maybe Vieira's kind of almost tinkering with it too much. It's like just if it if it's not broke, don't fix it. Just you know, you'll win more games than than not if you continue playing like that. So maybe if they maybe if they can like play in that vein, particularly away from home, they've they've got an opportunity to to push for Europe. I always worry about their centre centre forwards though. I just don't know if they score enough goals in that in that centre forward position. That's my only my only thing. And then. If if one of their centre backs gets injured, there's there's maybe an issue there. But other than that, yeah, I think they I think they've got a good side. Uh, interesting, Ash. You you guys would have played in this season. I think it was nil nil yep. at the King Power. And um, yep. were you, were you impressed with Palace? Do you see them as as a potential European rival to you guys? Do you see them even even? Do you see them fighting in the top half of the table? Um, top off of the table, definitely. But just touching on what like Rich said, I, I just think they're a complete different team away from home than they are at home. Um, I, I feel like when they come to our ground, we we weren't the best ourselves, and I, I thought we were still slightly the best team. Palace had no teeth yeah. that day, I don't think. You deserved, um, you deserved the win. Um, we were lucky mm-hmm. to get a point. We only had one shot. 
Um, yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Uh, and at that point, we were talking about Daniel Ward, and, and he actually managed to be cheated in that game. <laughs> I think we 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 convert Daniel Ward to now. How many? I think he's kept the most clean sheets in the Premier League. I think it all started at Palace, um, and then the rest is history. <laughs> yeah, he, he's done. That's it, and like he's been brilliant since then. But um, yeah. in in terms of Palace, why why can't they? I think Vieira's got a good system going on there. The players seem to want to play for him. Um. And I, I think the Palace fans are happy. Obviously, it's fresh now um, with a good younger manager in there and he's trying something new. So why can't they push on and get a top-half finish if they keep the home form up? Yeah, we definitely show elements of, of progress. Uh, look, and little Dan, I'll come, I'll come back to you. Um, <laughs> I'll come back to you with your thoughts on Palace. And, you know, listening, listen, now, listen now you've listened to D from a Palace perspective. You've listened to Richie and Ash. Like, have you changed your thoughts? Have you now you've seen the table? You've seen where they're at. What the three three points off off sixth place, which is where Liverpool are at right now. Um, you know, have you changed your thoughts on there? Or are you still adamant that there's going to be no progress from Palace and they should be looking the other way? Zero progress. It's just it's classic <laughs> Palace. Another season, tenth to fourteenth. I'm I'm not even trying to like harass D. This is Crystal Palace, the Crystal Palace we all know. Until that club massively invests, they're never going to be nothing that, apart from making up the numbers in the Premier League. Patrick Vieira could be an exceptional coach, but if they don't back him, it's going to be another season mid-table. There's nothing wrong with that, but I just, I just want something more from a club. I'd rather go down, win the Championship, come back, get relegated, then just be middle of the road for season upon season. What do you think about that, Dee? Would you agree uh, with that? Or? Uh, I think that's a comment from someone who's, who doesn't know what Palace have done in terms of business, um, who hasn't watched Palace. Um, because when you see Palace last season, we signed about seven, eight plays. It's not the same old Palace because we signed younger plays. We started a whole new process on the Patrick Vieira. And if you don't see that, then you don't see that. I don't, I'm not the one to, you know, that's everyone's got their own opinions. But as Palace fans, we know that what we started and we know that we haven't got the wealth to be competing in European football after two seasons under Patrick Vieira because we need a few more windows. We haven't got that financial power. But we know what we've done. We know what we're doing. It's, it's all part of the process. We've signed, we've even signed players this summer, like like Decore, for example, a CDM number six who's, who's been decent for us and has been influential. We'll, we'll make baby steps forward. But if you haven't seen any progress from Palace, then that's on you, isn't it? Um, but that's not true. You, you, can't, you can't make baby steps in this league, D. If you, you, oh, you, this is an episode about breaking into Europe. Everyone keeps on talking about, oh, the money free points off Liverpool. But it's, it's too big a gap. This is, this is the problem that Wolves have had, Villa have had, um, Leicester had it similar before that. Unless you massively invest in your club, you, you're not going to break into these European spots. So have Leicester invested massively in their club this summer? Leicester in the bottom half, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, but all right. So, but do you think Leicester can finish in European spots? Because that's what we've been talking about all see all show. But I, I don't think anyone in this episode, apart from Newcastle, can finish in the European spots. Well, that's one. Yeah, I, I think I was. I don't know if if Rich, but I'm pop the league up again, sure Pete. Let's just let's just try and be realistic for like ten, for ten seconds because all we've done in the last twenty minutes is talk about how, how possible that like Palace might finish in the European positions. Right, there's cool. Palace. Palace are uh, in in their. Position. Where's Wolves? 
The league table we need to yeah. I'm not here to talk about Wolves getting to Europe D. I'm I'm here. I'm here I'm here just for the vibes and just to like harass you for ten minutes thinking you're gonna get Europe. I know what by the way, no one said that. No one said that. Did I say we're getting into Europe? I just said we're three points of six. You just you just imply that I'm here to talk about Wolves getting into Europe? No, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you've just been hating on Palace for a very long time. I don't know why. I don't know what Palace have done to you, but you just said that Palace are better get relegated and win the championship where you clearly haven't watched Palace. You clearly don't know what players we've signed. No, and no, I have the, clearly watched Palace reality. because I've said in other episodes, Day, when we play, we, we've played you probably like the last two or three seasons and you've just done us every game because you've just got so much more physicality in the midfield than what Wolves have. Yeah, and that's from the new but... players. It's not about physicality. It's from the new players. It's not the same Palace that we were three years ago under Roy Hodgson. We've signed but new the... players. But when we played you at Sellers Park the other week, you didn't beat us by being over physical. You beat us because we couldn't score. We should have been 3 up in the first half. Yeah, and you wasn't. <laughs> that's the thing. Okay, no. so look, uh, the one thing I wanted to show you is oh, on the screen. Oh, okay, is 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 the point where you've got Liverpool on twenty two points in sixth place, but actually, you, know, you look at that league and the, the, it could change so quickly, which is why you know this is the reason why um, so many teams have been opened out. This is why we have um, the, the likes of Rich and the likes of Ash and and D. Um, and then we've got um, Emilio, uh, welcome to the show. I'm glad you could join us uh, from a Fulham perspective because, you know, this, this is why we have these um, these discussions because actually, if you look at it, it, it doesn't take, what, a couple of wins for you to be catapulted up the table and then you're you're in a completely different discussion from, from that point of view. I think I think the losses, I think the loss column's pretty, pretty telling because, you know, Liverpool have lost four games out of the first 14, Chelsea have lost five games, you know, Fulham six, Villa seven, Leicester eight, and then even, but even they're still in touch. And I think that just shows that every team can beat everyone. Um, and it's that's why it's so topsy turvy. Now, whether it, whether it kind of levels out, you know, as the season goes on, we'll, no, we'll know more as, as after the World Cup break. Obviously, with players that come back, you know, it could be that Liverpool and Chelsea go on a mad run and then it's all like business as usual. But I guess it's like a situation where you you guys in particular, Newcastle, but us, you know, Villa, Palace maybe, Leicester as well maybe, need to make hay while the sun shines. And I guess what Dan's saying is like, if if we're not backed in the, in the window, then you miss that opportunity. Like Villa missed that opportunity in lockdown when we were like sixth or something with, with, with obviously Grealish flying and stuff. And we just didn't back the manager at the time. You, you've got to take the opportunity when you can. And yeah. it'd be the same with you, Let's like, get your with Newcastle, like, for a minute, to get in the top four. What's that? Uh, pop, pop, pop up to you in, uh, in, in third, a minute, Pierce. Get your heart racing for a second. <laughs> Go on, then. You're, you're, <laughs> hold on. Uh, you're only 11 points in front of Palace. We're nine behind Palace. So what's, what's, what's more likely to happen this season? Palace finish with Newcastle or what's finished with Palace? Oh, I don't know why he's so obsessed with us. I'll be real. I genuinely don't know why he's so because with you, us. because you're being disparaging about my club that you can't even like. I haven't been our shadow because you've never won anything. To put context into to put context into it, I've been talking about. I was talking to West Ham. I talked to Brighton. They're way more relevant than Wolves to me, anyways. Personally, for me, I was talking to them, and you got you got upset over Palace for. 
I don't know what reason. I don't know what Palace have done to, apart from beat Wolves consistently. I don't know what Palace have actually done to Wolves for you to care so much about us. We genuinely, like, bro, stop forcing this rivalry between Palace and we don't care. Like, we don't care about Wolves. Uh, you might finish above us. Even I've if you do got to at the us, moment. I've got to force this rivalry, Dave. If if you do finish I've, above us, I've got to force this rivalry. That's fine because you're yeah, in the bottom half. Villa have won a European Cup. Leicester have won a Premier League, and <laughs> Newcastle are third. So you're the only like in my links at the moment. I'm just trying to be realistic to my position. If you want to talk history, okay. all right, all right, all right, cool. You're being realistic when you're talking about Fulham are basically just a rich Palace, but the Fulham have actually won trophies. So. Just say that you don't want football. Right? Berry. It's, just, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> We've got Mike Dean in the house for <laughs> coming to join the show with his with his red card in place. Uh, great to have you on, Mike Dean. Uh, whoever you are, but look, um, you know, look, it, it, it's an interesting chat about Palace, and uh, it, I think you know, regardless of what we think, I think it's an interesting perspective to look at, in that you know. From, from the Newcastle to Palace is 11 points, Wolves to Palace is nine. And it's not necessarily about the Wolves or Palace. I think, it, you know, we'll come on to, we'll come on to you next, uh, little Dan, in that, you know, ultimately, you know, we're talking about Europe and you're currently at the bottom of the league right now. But as you've said, nine points, three wins in a row could completely change things very, very quickly. Um, are you of the mindset where you're thinking about that? in terms of how things could change very, very quickly? Or are you of the mindset, you know, we've been laughing and joking on on chat separately um, uh, as a group, and you were saying about you, know, you just want to be in the championship, you just want to kind of get it over and done with. Are you of that mindset, or do you genuinely think you can get out of it? No, no, the, the optimism is, is, is fully back now. I, I, I can only imagine it's it's similar to what Rich is feeling at the moment. We've, we've both brought in... Um, top European pedigree coaches. And I just think Wolves and their, their owners can't afford for us to get relegated. So they're going to back Lopetegui in the January transfer window. And that, that'll that just be enough to to keep us up. And then we're looking at next summer to, to properly stamp his authority on the club and hopefully push on to hopefully European places next. There's that many clubs can fight for those um, top even places. And then obviously you've got the, the bottom twelve, Crystal Palace, and the rest. No, I, I think that's that. That's fair. Um, but, but you, you on the cusp of getting a new manager, or you got a new manager? Yeah, Julian Lopetegui was um, appointed just before the World Cup uh, break. He was appointed the day of the the Arsenal fixture. His first fixture will be Gillingham at home in the fourth round of the Carabao Cup. For me personally, my season now is Wolves to stay up and hopefully go on to win uh, the Carabao Cup because you drilling him at home in the fourth round, then you're in the sort of last 16. And as far as I'm concerned, you, you avoid Man City in the Carabao Cup. Any, it's anyone's to get, to get to Wembley in the Carabao Cup. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Um, fair, fair play. And look, Ash, I'll come to you. Um, you know, the Midlands rivals get to have their say now on, uh, on Wolves and you get to say your perspectives on all things. Uh, Wolverhampton. So, look, what, what are your thoughts on Wolves? Obviously, it's not looking likely that they're going to get European football, but obviously, um, Little Dam was part of the initial discussion in the summer. You know, from a Leicester point of view, 
Are you worried about them? Um, you know, in, in your potential quest for Europe, um, do you think they're even going to get out the relegation battle being bottom of the league? I think sort of like what Dan says, uh, their main focus now is probably to, to just achieve safety and get a good cup run in. Um, in terms of Europe, uh, just being realistic, uh, not this season, no. Um, but there's no reason why this new manager can't build and build something that could work over the next few years. Obviously, this is the reason why we get new managers in for progress and he's got a project now. Um, but... This season, no, I, I wouldn't say Wolves would be pushing for Europe, Europe this season. I'm sure Dan himself would uh, completely agree with that this year. It, it's just about staying up and playing some good football and getting the fans back behind the team this year. Oh, yeah, uh, look, Rich, I'll come to you. It's not, it's not likely, and Dan's just just said that that they're not going to get European football. But do you think they're going to be the team that are just going to be absolute bastards and just um, with their new manager at the helm, go and beat teams and screw their screw other teams' opportunities of uh, potentially getting Europe by picking up decent results in the second part of the season? Well, we we've Villa have got them on fourth of January, I think. So just oh. after just after the break from the World Cup so that'll be an interesting game obviously just said there they've got a top manager in um, a top coach in so you you know you'd think that that will have an, have an effect I don't think the foot, the quality of the football necessarily has ever been in question with Wolves like every time again every time I see Wolves play they create some chances they play some play some you know they've got a really good shape they play some good one touch football and they always seem to get behind teams but they just they just can't score, and I think when you're at that, when you're at the bottom of the table, if you can't score goals, it's very, very difficult to get out yourself out of trouble. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they didn't score many goals. They've they've not been renowned as great goal scorers in 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 the even when they've finished like you know really high up in the league. They've they've based it on having a really really good defence. So, you know that that's. That's the difficult. That's the difficulty where I'm where I'm seeing with Wolves. If if Lopetegui can get a good striker in, or can really get you know can keep him in his fit and get a real tune out of him, then they've got an opportunity. They've got a chance. But apart from that, it's going to be difficult because Forest Forest for all their faults, they score goals. One or two, you know, one or two other teams down there, they score goals, and that's that's what's going to win your football matches at the end of the day. Yeah, interesting. Um, uh, Emilio, great to have you on. Um, uh, you joined, joined the chat slightly late. Glad that you were able to make it. Um, we're just talking about Wolves right now. Um, and we'll come on to your team later because that's an interesting conversation in itself. But look, Wolves are down there. Dan's been honest. He said, you know, they're, they're, they're struggling right now, but they've got a new manager. Um, you know, I'm not going to ask you whether they're going to get Europe because I think we've all made the point in that mm. we don't think they will this season. But you know, do you, do you, do you see them getting out of of the relegation battle? Because I don't think Little Dan has too much confidence in that. Yeah, you know, from, from my perspective, you know, I'm hoping the Wolves continue to lose. This just means one less team that could get relegated, you know, out of the three. But look, that bottom ten, bottom twelve, you know, we're all going to keep playing each other this season, home or away. There's going to be a lot of six pointers. You know, you know, we're looking with the dizzy heights of seventh, but that can change. We lose the next two or three games after the World Cup, we'll be drawn into the bottom four, bottom five, win two of those next three or four games. Then, dare I say, we, we can even attempt to get into Europe. As far as I'm concerned, 17th place was always my priority, and I, I haven't changed that view. We're playing good football. 
you know, we're exciting. We've only been battered by one team, Pete, and that was your that was Newcastle. The other games yeah. we've we've given everyone a run for their money and you know, with a bit more luck or maybe a bit more quality up front without Mitrovic when we, he's not played, we've missed him in the last couple of games. Man City away, we lost to a last second penalty, which was dubious. And Man United, last kick of the game, we lost at home. Arguably, that's two more points on the board that we've thrown away. And Wolves away, we missed a penalty. Mitrovic late on, that could have been another two points. So we've not nicked any points, but we've dropped points at crucial stages. So for me, being seventh, 19 points, is a very good return. Wolves, yeah, of course, they, I think they can get out of it. Any, any of those bottom teams can get out of it. They're all beating each other. Forests were dead and buried a month ago. Now they're giving themselves a chance to stay up. Villa, new manager, you know, they've found some form. Ash, Leicester City, we're, we're talking about Brendan Rodgers quit, you know, getting sacked in October. Look, now you're going through this unbeaten run and scoring goals and, and very competitive. So, look, at that bottom 10, Brighton, I think we were talking about. When we talk about Brighton, not long ago, being top of the table at the beginning of the season now, Fulham and literally in touch and distance with them. So, goalposts change very, very quickly. So, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take much into the current position. I think the World Cup break will probably do Wolves a favour. It might be the lesser informed teams like Leicester and Fulham that might suffer from that if we don't get back onto winning ways in, in end of the end of December. So it's all up for grabs as far as I'm concerned. Any team can stay up or go down as far as I'm concerned. Those bottom ten, even Brighton are potentially at risk of going down. And so are Palace, Fulham, Villa and everyone on this call. Uh, well, uh, talking of Brighton, uh, Maz was going to come and join us tonight, but um, I think he saw that that, <laughs> that D was on and thought <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't want he didn't want the he didn't want the argument he didn't want it uh, tonight. But There's nothing to even argue about. There's nothing to even argue about. I know honestly with Brighton, um, it still stands. I mean, what, what's the teams they've beaten so far? Uh, they've beaten Chelsea and uh, who else was it? They beat? I forgot. Um, but yeah, I don't. I've already said it. Maybe, maybe in the future there might be a decent team, but I feel, I feel like they're going to slowly, slowly come down. I, I think Emilio made a very good point. You know, Brighton were fourth, and now they're only what two points or yeah, they're like two points from tenth. But I'm not saying they won't have a successful season. But I'm just saying that, that I, I predict. I said that they'll come down to earth. I, I don't think they'll be in European spots. Personally, yeah, look, I mean, they are seventh in, in you know, positions wise, it looks good for them, but like you just said, they started only... very good to the season, though, Pete. Started yeah, very did. good to the season, and then when Potter's left, since Potter's left, of course, they've had some hard games, I get that, but even against um Villa, I believe, uh, Villa played them last, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, Villa, Villa managed to get a Villa managed to get the old Brighton, I would say, under Potter, um, would have potentially. Caused a bit more, bit more damage, and I know Villa towards the end, Brighton were kind of pressuring them. But I, I, I think Brighton, it, it's not, it's not one game. It's not just the fact that a new manager's coming in. He, the new manager said that he wants to keep the fundamentals the same on the Graham Potter. But you're not Graham Potter, and I feel like slowly as time goes on, he will start losing it. You know, the, he has to adapt to the next game now. He hasn't worked against Villa, so slowly, slowly, it will start changing, and that's why I don't believe that Brighton will be the same team um, that they were under Graham Potter. Uh, definitely, it's, it's an interesting one. Look, we'll, we'll get Maz on again so we can so we can fight his corner, no doubt. Later on in the season, uh, we'll get him back. But look, D, just while we're on with you, um, we'll give you an opportunity to have your say on Wolves before we switch over to another club. So, look, this is your opportunity to respond to what little Dan said about Palace. So, like from your perspective, Wolves, 
they're not necessarily can they get Europe because I think we've all agreed that they're they're not necessarily in the running for that. But are you with Dan in in, in that they they might struggle to get out of the relegation zone, or do you think with a new manager and that bounce that they could have, you know, a bit of a run where they can where they can save themselves? No, they can stay up. They've got they've got very good players in that team, as uh, Rich said. They've been struggling to score. But then again, it's different between Wolves and Villa because with Emery, we've seen him in the Premier League. We've seen him um, and what he'd done with Arsenal. And it wasn't awful. Like, they, yeah. they still play some decent football. With their new manager, it's entering a new territory. Now, of course, certain managers suit uh, certain leagues better because of the physicality element and, and the tactical side of things. So the, the manager has done it at... A high level, you know, um, and he has managed some big clubs as well. So in that aspect, they've got big players um, in terms of like Ruben Neves and the other uh, the other type of players that they've got, and they've got also got a big managers. So I feel like they could easily stay up. Uh, but then again, would the new manager live up to the hype? There's that question. They're struggling to score goals. The only way they get out of it, or two ways, they'd sign a, a very good striker, or the patterns of play. Um, just have to improve. And maybe that new manager brings that pants of play where they start scoring goals even without signing a new striker. So I'm not too... With Wolves, it's, it's a territory that I'm not too sure about. But right now, when you look at the squad and the manager, they should be able to, well, try and stay up at the very least. Sound fair, Dan? Yep. Very fair. It all depends on goals. Goals win games at the end of the day. Everyone knows we've been struggling for goals. It's not, not just this season. Last season under Bruno Lodge, Um, Since Raul Jimenez had that horrific head injury, we've we've just been awfully in the attacking third. Uh, we've, we've had to sort of um, cherry-pick Diego Costa out of nowhere to try and salvage the first half of the season, which hasn't gone well. But like I said, the, the, you look at Lopetegui's CV... He hasn't taken this job on without some assurances he's going to get back to the January window. And that's the only thing I can be optimistic at the moment about. No, um, no I think that's fair. It's, it's one of them where, you know, we'll have to keep watching. We'll see what the manager actually does because, like you said, he's not had an opportunity to get the players on the pitch to see what they're all about under his stewardship. So let's see how things turn from Boxing Day onwards with regards to Wolves. Obviously, you said you've got Gillingham first, but let's see how he gets on in the Premier League moving forward. Um, just before we come to Ash about Leicester's perspective um, this season, which is chopped and changed uh, very quickly. Uh, so I want to get Ash's views on this. Um, look, we're all looking for new players in January. Uh, we're all looking to strengthen. Um, anyone take this guy? <laughs> Does it run enough? Nah. <laughs> no chance. Nah. One million percent. If you wouldn't check this man in your team, you do not know football. <laughs> oh, he's amazing. Right. He's an amazing footballer. He's, he's unreal. But yeah. if you create that guy, chances he will score goals. He scored eighteen yeah. in the league for Manchester United last season. If you, if if your team does not need an eighteen league goal striker. I don't know. You should have won the league by now. Yeah. Well, look, <laughs> I, I From a numbers it's... point of view, I can't argue with you. It's just what he does to dressing rooms. That's the mm. that's the issue. No, but does he? He's propaganda. Propaganda. He's done it. He's done it at Man United. He has created a little bit of ruckus. He's he's handled this situation wrong, completely wrong. And I'm not just talking about the summer and this season. You could see it happening last season. 
with the things that he was doing and the way he was behaving. So you could see what was happening. But did he really do it at Juventus? He'd be worse. He'd be worse at a worse club. That's the problem. He's like, he's like, you. We have a situation with Steven Gerrard where the, the, the words were yeah. that you know he's such a winner and he's such a, you know, he's such a fen- phenomenal footballer that when sometimes in management when players can't necessarily do what you want them to do or how you would have done it, you you can't translate that to make them better. And I think the problem with Ronaldo is is that team in in the early. When he was when he was at um, United before was so good like there were so many top players there but when that when that's not happening like it is with this side with this edition of of Man United he's, he just can't handle it so you know imagine him in the Villa side where the the, the quality passing is even worse or a Wolf side he just he gets so frustrated that it would just ruin the whole the whole emphasis of the club. Yeah, look, Lisa just put a comment in there that um, this has been put up on the screen uh, from a Newcastle perspective. One of our mods, Lisa, um, she put, I would not take Ronaldo, he's not a team player, and we have a no dickheads policy. Now, the reason why we know we have a no dickheads policy at Newcastle because we have a Northeast journalist, Jordan Cronin, that comes on from Newcastle World. He comes on for a show every couple of weeks, and um, uh, he it's well known within the, the, the Northeast press that um, that there is, in fact, a no dickheads policy, and it's said as that um, at the Newcastle at Newcastle under Eddie Howe. And that's from players... uh, that's from the New Zealand All Blacks. That's the ethos oh. from yeah. That's that's coming same? from the New Zealand All Blacks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's, it's mad though. It's it's mad what's happened. Like. We're, we're talking about arguably one of the greatest players of all time, and he's just ruining his legacy. Well, I, I, it's just going out sad. I just feel like it's going out yeah. sad right now. When you're looking at, for example, cool Messi, I know sad they lost to Saudi Arabia, Argentina, but Messi was still like he was doing his thing in league football before in a build up to it. But Ronaldo, it's always been drama. Like it's been drama. There's been interviews here and there, and even even like Ronaldo, even if he does join his side, he's he's turning 38 in February. So how long can he do it at this top level for? Um, I know he scored goals last season, and he's uh, and he's, I, I believe he's only got a goal this season. But I just, I, I in honesty, it might it, it might sound wild, but for Palace, yeah, you take it for six months or so. But then you want someone long term, like you want to build for the future. Um, I don't know about the rest of the clubs, um, but. There's it doesn't make sense and and I think you'll join a big club anyways. I think you'll join a big. Club. Yeah. There's no way he joins yeah. one of our one of our he, clubs. Maybe he could have Newcastle could have potentially attracted him, but why would Newcastle want him? They've got something good going on. And yeah, this, this he's, he's coming towards the end of his career right now. Yeah. Um. And and the way he's 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 done this interviews and all of that, I understand it to a certain extent because he he also made some very good points in the interview, but I think it it, it kind of what what what's done to him is is. Other clubs are looking at it and they're saying, all right, Ronaldo, no go. He's going to cause a problem. And I think he's just damaged his own reputation by it. And, and especially in the Premier League, I don't think it's going to help him. Maybe he goes abroad, maybe he goes by Munich or any other club they take him. But he, he ruined his reputation by that interview. And I don't think he, what, what's happened in the Premier League so far, even when he has played, he hasn't been that great. And um, this season and that interview, I think it's, yeah, I think he has to be a club abroad. He can't be one of us. 
Yeah, I, I, I personally don't think he comes back to England or, or um, after the World Cup. I think he, I think he'll go abroad somewhere, and I do think he'll get a potential Champions League team. I'd be surprised if he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, but you know, from a Newcastle perspective, there's loads in the chat that are always saying no chance. Don't want, don't want Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, Newcastle has been like that yeah. for for a while, just because of you know, if you if you think about it, you know, the work off the ball. Um, Newcastle, like that's our identity. We we run for ninety minutes and we press high nonstop. Like he doesn't fit into that. We would we take his goals, of course. Like I think I think most Newcastle fans would probably swap him for Chris Wood all day long. But would he start? Would, would he play for us in the way in which he wants to? Probably not. Um, but he needs to be. Do you know how funny that is? Sorry, sorry, Peter, cut you off. Do you know how funny that is? The fact that you said. Newcastle fans will take Ronaldo over Chris Wood. Pretty much shows where his career is at at this point. When the fact that we're comparing Ronaldo to Chris Wood. I'm sorry, you would take Ronaldo yeah. over Chris Wood. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. The fact that it's is part of a conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah, shows yeah, yeah. how well Newcastle are doing. Um, yeah. The fact that, and, and, and it kind of shows where Ronaldo's at and how he's perceived by the general um, public in terms of it's, how it's, he it's a it's the conversation. Money, money as well, isn't it? It's the money as well. It's like, you know, I, I get what Dan's saying, you know, 18 goals, and all, but like, it's half a million a week. What does that say to, you know, yeah. like other players, the Ronaldo legacy is the Ronaldo legacy, but other players like turning up, to that are like well hang on a minute you're paying him he's 38 I know he's the greatest player or whatever but if you were playing that dressing room and you're on 100 grand a week 80 grand a week I know it's a lot of money but then you're like he's on 500 grand like mm. I'd be ringing my agent straight away getting him knocking on the ch- on the manager's door straight away yeah. like yeah, yeah. you would but, but there's Callum a reason Wilson why. Be like well I want I want bigger than the football grand. like I think with Ronaldo, what we're talking about now is it's just bigger than just the goals. And we it's, it's if you look at the full picture, his wages in terms of his age, like it's not a wild thing to say to not wanting to have Ronaldo in your side. In my personal opinion, I don't think it is um, for majority of these teams here. I know maybe little Dan might take him at Wolves because it makes more sense because they're struggling to score goals. And you got Ronaldo there. So short term, who would rather have Diego Costa or Ronaldo? I'd rather have Ronaldo at this point moment of time. But as I said, it could mess up dressing rooms in terms of his wages and all and the other stuff that's involved. So for me, that I wouldn't be surprised if lots of Premier League clubs said no. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I'm, I'm convinced he doesn't come back to England. He'll, he'll go abroad. He'll probably get a Champions League team somewhere. And he'll play there for another year or a year and a half, uh, and we'll see. But there's a reason why I said Ronaldo for Chris Wood as a swap because, being honest, and it, it might sound crazy in itself, I don't think any Newcastle fan was swapping for for Callum Wilson. I don't think any Newcastle fan was swapping for Alexander Isak, and he's only played three games for us. Mm. But we can see the quality in both players, and that's just the way in which. Newcastle's evolved as a team. But look, look regardless, he, yeah, I don't think he's coming back to England. He'll go somewhere else. But it was just one of those fun things to pick out. Um, and there's been a lot of talk about our next team. So Leicester City, um, Ash, I'll come to you because um, Leicester are sitting, as we can see um, in that graph there, they're sitting in 13th place. But you haven't always been in that position. You've been fighting no. the bottom for the majority of the season. And it was looking... <laughs> 
very, very difficult at some point, at, at, at many points in the early part of the season. But you've got 17 points on the board. You are, what, three, four, five points off Liverpool. You know, yep. four, four or five weeks ago, did you ever think you'd be that close to Liverpool, um, who was currently sixth in the table? Um, and, and in addition to that, you know, what do you think genuinely your European chances are? Do you think you've got enough to make the complete turnaround? Um, absolutely. To be realist, realistic with you, I think we've had too many losses already to push on for Europe. Um, we all know we had a disastrous start to the season. Four or five games ago, we, we were bottom of the table. Um, felt like we didn't have a goalkeeper in place. We were worried, genuinely worried what was going on at Leicester City. The form had turned around and we're starting to see stuff that we've seen two, three years ago, like when Madison was really, really firing Tielemans. And we was, you know, we missed out on the last day twice. Um, we, we bottled it on the last day twice to get in the top four. But we've certainly got a good enough squad to, get, to push for Europa League. No, when, I'm not even going to talk about above fifth place for Leicester City this season. I'm being realistic. Um, but I'd be happy with top 10. We've, we've got a massive January coming up because there's so many rumours of so many of our players. And I think it all depends on that. If we can keep hold of the players this season, there's no reason we can't get in the top half. And if we really, really done well, we, we might snatch a, a Europa League or Conference League place. But we won't be getting Champions League football this season. Uh, I've got a question, um, if I can ask that, Pete, quickly to Ash. Okay. So, how I see it from the outside, as you know better, Leicester yeah. this summer they struggled to bring in, they struggled to bring in players, right? And they're saying it was yep. to do with finances. Is it financial fair play? Was it that? So, um, short. What was it? Sorry. So basically, it, there is rumours of financial fair play, but also King Power is a duty-free company. And obviously, duty-free has been non-existent the last three, four years because of COVID. Um, and I think the books had finally hit them in terms of how much damage that had done over the last couple of years. Yeah. So so when you talk about Leicester's form now, I think they, they're doing great. But are you are you slightly worried about in terms of how are we going to transition? Because as as we all know, if you, if you stay at the same level in the Premier League, you just naturally will fall down because you have to buy and bring in more players, whether that's one or two. But then if you can't bring in players as it stands and you have to sell players like Madison, would that be the worst thing in the world? Do you think you need to rebuild in a way? Because I'm just wondering, if you don't have the money, then you have to bring in money. And the way you do that is sell your highest assets, which is like Tielemans and Madison. So are you slightly worried even going into the January window? And is there like more rumours about players still coming in? Have they found a solution to it? Yeah, well, genuinely, I, I am worried because we all know what a car crash it could have been already. We let Fafana go for nearly 80 million. He was going to be our star up-and-coming centre-back. We'd just sign him for four years and then we let him go. Um, and we only reinvested 15 million of that in a panic buy because we literally had nobody in the centre-back position. And if January comes and we start letting players like Tielemans and Madison go this, this time of year, we really could be still in a relegation fight if, if we don't replace them with players that have already been scouted and scouted well. 
Now, that's, that's always been one of Leicester City's strengths. We've, the scouting department has been fantastic over the last five to six years. And I think it's shown again with the centre-back that we brought in in wild face. He's, he's been absolutely unreal since he's come in. But maybe we do need that clear out. You, you could be absolutely right. We could need some young, hungry kids that want to come in and just give it a go and, and play for the shirt. And, you know, ultimately it's progression in football. There's teams like Manchester City, Liverpool, even Man United used to have to put in the category just for the size of the club and Newcastle now that are going to always be able to cherry-pick your players if, 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 they, if they offer them a good enough uh, contract. And if there's European football as a bait there, if, if these players are playing so well as a footballer, you want to be at them clubs. Um, but like you say, with Leicester City, it could quite easily go stale because the last four or five years, we've had so much happen. Um, in the last six, seven years, we've won the Premier League. We've won the FA Cup. We've been in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. We, we've been in the UEFA Cup, I think it's three times, and we got to the semi-finals of the, of the Conference League. But it's quite easy to go down from there because the fans always are expecting big things and good things. And when seasons like this happen, they change on the players very easily. And um, I, I, and that's when they all will go. You know, um, Thielemann still wears the badge with pride, but I can see him going. I think he'll go before Madison. And he thoroughly deserves his move wherever he goes, and I'll back him. Um, and Madison is just absolutely unreal. I think he's one of the best attacking midfielders in the league at the minute. And wherever he goes, it'll be, it'll be lovely to watch him play football. But in terms to answer your question about Leicester, I think we could do do with a clear out and get, get some of the older heads moved on now and get some young kids in that really want to get the teeth into it. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I think it depends on the scouting. If the scouting is fine, then you'll be fine. But I think this is as I don't want to be the part of people. But as as well as Leicester are doing right now, in the next month or so, things could still drastically change. If you don't, if you do sell these players and don't bring in players that are at similar caliber or in terms of production levels, then it could still go sour. So I don't know. As a neutral looking at it, it's like let's start doing well. But what are they going to... I think this January window is bigger for Leicester than anyone else here in terms Absolutely. of... In terms of like the future club. With, with, with Wolves, for example, they expect a big January window because maybe like a striker is needed and I don't, I don't know about any other positions. That's, I know they need a striker. But for Leicester, like selling your two key players, that could get you in a real mess. But also, it could, it could push you up the table as well. So I think they're in a yeah. territory which they haven't been in for a very long time. As you mentioned, you've been playing European football. You 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 bottled the top four. That was the big thing about Leicester, bottling mm. the top four. But now, the way you're sitting 15th, you could easily go seventh. I can see Leicester going seventh if they bring in players. But then you could also be in a relegation battle if you don't if you sell these players and don't bring in proper good recruitment in terms of... I completely agree with you, Dave. So I you think know, it's very interesting. We all know even what um, losing uh, out of form Casper Schmeichel done to Leicester City for the first six, seven games of the season. Mm. We were absolutely all over the place. And that was Casper Schmeichel, who everybody was saying, oh, he's marking it, his corners, he's no good anymore. His commanding of the box has got terrible. So we let him go and we really, really suffered. So can you imagine what losing Telemans and Madison in the middle of that park could do to this team? It could be tragic, and you've just got to be realistic about it. It could happen if Madison, if Madison's injury sort of heals up in the World Cup, and he goes on to have a splendid World Cup. There's going to be teams waiting to throw money at him. There's uh, there's one in the 
there's one in the north at the minute that are there waiting to get hold of James Madison. Uh, and I, I think I think um, in the summer that realistically could happen. That could happen. Well, uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna jump in there because I wanted to ask you this question before we yeah. move to the other guys. Um, is that you know it, it's got tongues wagging because both Wilson and um, and, and Madison are at the World Cup and and seeing these boys together. Is, is there conversations happening? Is there is there talks going on? You know, uh, Madison's tweeting out because they were both they're, they're both Coventry boys, uh, and obviously in the World Cup. And I tweeted out the other day. I put you know from Coventry to the World Cup, potentially to Newcastle. <laughs> do you, do you think that? Do you think those type of conversations are happening in the England camp? Do you think maybe Wilson and Trippier and Pope are, are kind of putting the putting the word in about potentially Newcastle? Like Yano's putting oh. no in. Yano's Yano's one of our mods. He, he's he's the only mod, He's the only Newcastle fan other than the fan <laughs> in the FC channel that doesn't want Madison. Madison. He doesn't want Madison <laughs> at the club. Um, but like you know. It, I don't know. It feels like it feels like there's a growing anticipation that potentially Newcastle yeah. could come in with a bid in January and try and test the waters of of, uh, of Leicester. You know, you've talked yeah. about uh, with D about the potential of starting again and getting young, hungry, fresh players in. Is this the opportunity to do that now? You're sitting in a more comfortable position, and relegation isn't a, a, a kind of a, a direct conversation right now. As as long as they've done the scouting and they've got players there that they are confident in instead of panic buys, then I think we could be okay. Um, in terms of the conversations happening in the international camps, Pete, we all know it happens. Look how Harry Kane come back from the Euros. Come on. You know, he really, really, really threw his toys out the front. He wanted out, didn't he? And now, 10, 12 months later, he's dedicated to Spurs again, and Spurs is, you know heart and soul. So we all know what these international camps do when they all get talking with each other because there's a lot of in football, there's a, they make friends, don't they, in the international players whilst, whilst they're there. And I also think that's the reason that we've ended up with uh, four Belgian players at Leicester City because yeah. things like that have happened, you know. And But yeah, I think they'll test the waters. They're 100% going to test the waters in January because why wouldn't they? They've got the, they've got the finances to They've got the carrot there at the minute of if we carry on our form, you're going to be playing Champions League next year. And that's what all these players want to play in. doesn't matter whether it's for Man City, Liverpool or Newcastle. If it's Champions League football and your squad's firing and you've got finances behind you, why not? No, uh, I think that's a, a very fair point. Look, before we move on um, to... Uh, uh, Emilio with Fulham. Do, do any of you boys, um, you know, Rich, uh, Emilio, Dan, do you have any anything you want to kind of raise about Leicester and their chances for Europe? Is there anything you want to kind of um, mention before we move on? I, I think um, I think with Leicester, it's a bit of a. I agree with everything what D, that D said, really, as well as well as like I think it's a lesson in a little bit in. In giving managers a little bit of time to turn things around, I think as as cringy as he is a little bit sometimes, Rogers is a good manager, like very very good manager, and I think um, you know to kind of give him that time to put things right. And you've seen like one or two players starting to find some form, like Ward in goal and and one and the the centre backs that you talked about. Like I think that's been testament to kind of keeping that going. I think 
you know, the likes of Vardy have been, been amazing over the years and it's just trying to get the likes of Dakar and one or two others like to up to that level or at least competing at that level where they're consistent. But yeah, I think they probably are going to need, they're going to lose one or two of those players. It's just how they reinvest it. I can actually see them. I could actually see them raiding like Forest for maybe like a Brennan Johnson or one or two, one or two of their younger players or consistent players. Um, and then maybe, I don't know, maybe even like some of the one or two of the top, top championship players. I, I, I don't know, but I could, I can see that potentially happening at a team like Leicester, like, you know, trying to get some rough diamonds and, and, um, and bringing them through. Um, but yeah, I think I think that their, their, their home form will always will always keep them keep them sweet. It's just how much they can push on. Yeah, I think the point I mentioned earlier, I think, still stands. Look, you get a good run together. Suddenly, you go from bottom and you push up the table ten places. Wolves can do that. There's no reason why Wolves can't suddenly win three games on a spin. We lose three, or Palace lose three. The tide will turn positively or negatively really, really quickly. So I think. All these bottom 10, 12 teams, nobody is safe as far as I'm concerned. You know, they don't know what's going to happen with the World Cup. Injuries, players being poached in January. If we have some of our players have good tournaments, you know, who's to say other big clubs come and poach them? European clubs, you know, Mitrovic from our perspective, he's still got an injury, but we're heavily dependent on him to score goals. You know, if he has a good World Cup and is injury free, what is he going to go in January? He won't because insiders will say he loves the club and has no desire to leave. But, you know, you put a European Champions League club on the table, his agents in his ear, who say he won't leave at the end of the season. So again, the World Cup's good to see some of our players there, but it's it may have an adverse impact to some of the smaller clubs who, you know, would will be will be challenged to retain him if a big club comes in with a big fee. So um, yeah, this just those are the pros and cons, but things change very very quickly. Let's not forget that. So uh, let's all stay grounded and realistic as well. Yeah, that's fair. Well done. I think the big worry for Ash will be next season. I said before, uh, Leicester absolutely panned us at Molyneux, that Leicester had no worries about staying up this season because they've got enough goals in the team. You've already mentioned Madison Tielemans, Vardy Dakar. Harvey Barnes hasn't even hit form properly this season and he, he will hit form at some point. He's, he's that talented. But uh, I think Rich might have mentioned about um, how they reinvest when those players leave. Tielemans is more, more likely to leave on a free at the end of the season, isn't he, Ash? So where's the reinvestment from that? It's how much money they get for Madison, really. I think next season should be the worry for for Rash because if, how how they reinvest the Madison monies will be key to them. We've already mentioned that Brendan Rodgers is a good manager, but that that team does need a a, a big influx of, of of new players and quality players. Well, he he said it himself, hasn't he? Like he's not been yeah. backwards in coming forward about saying that. So we'll see whether they back him or not. Definitely. Um, going to be an interesting watch, Leicester. Look, we we have you guys next in the Premier League at King Power. Um, you guys have been on a little bit of form in there. I don't think it's going to be an easy game because of the fact that we're coming back from a World Cup. We don't know the, the state of our players coming back. The likes of Bruno, Trippier, Wilson, Shaw. Um, I think we've only got five um, at the World Cup. Um, so, yeah, I think what Pope's the other one. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see how we come back and and tackle you boys at the King Power. But um, yeah, I think that will that will be telling, and it will give us an idea of where where we're going and where you guys are going as a club. Um, yeah. But that Madison deal, I just don't think is going away uh, from a Newcastle perspective. We've already had two bids rejected. It's clear that we want him, 
Um, yeah. I think you know, Yano put in the chat earlier on about a no dickheads policy. You know, it, it is it, just before we go, is Madison is Madison considered that type of person? Does he have an attitude or a bad attitude? Do you ever see that from from a Leicester perspective? No, no, it's, it's no quabbles in terms of uh, James Madison at Leicester. He he plays well. He he digs in and all the players seem to love him. So I, I, I can't see where that, that comes from, to be honest. I think he's a, a young lad who's just trying to do the best he can as a football player. Yeah, I've always had that mentality. Uh, I've always, I'm not seen anything that suggests that he's that he's a bad egg in any way, shape, or form. But um, it seems to it seems to be something that sticks with him with with opposition fans. But we'll see. This goes back to his side. This, this goes back to his, his Coventry and Norwich days. It, right. it was a, apparently it was a bit of a, a dickhead oh, back he? then. He, he he did he did twerk for a move to Wars when he was at Norwich at one point, and I know he's. He's like similar to like Jack Grealish that they do like to go out, but apparently Madison has properly changed his way since he's had his his first child, Ash, which might go in handy. Right. What you know of him at Leicester, but I'm just yeah. I'm just hearing what I, what I hear. No, it makes yeah. sense. Yeah, he, he seems seems very very settled at the moment. Um, whenever he puts his Instagrams out, it always seems to be about his dog or his or, his, <laughs> or, or something within his house. But it never seems to be anything about partying or anything like that. So Dan, I think I, I think that's a great point. Um, look, we'll move on to um, Fulham. So Emilio, you were late joining us, but this is an interesting one. Fulham ninth in the Premier League. Um, I look, boys, I, I didn't expect this. I don't know whether you expected it, lads. Emilio, I don't know if you expected this, but 19 points, 15 games. You are only a few points off um, uh, Liverpool in sixth place. You know, other than Brighton, I mean, Maz couldn't make it tonight, but other than Brighton, who are sitting in seventh place, you are uh, up there, you know, with, with a realistic chance of potentially disrupting if you are if you continue your form. You're playing well. You look like you're playing good football. You take, you go in toe-to-toe with a numerous amount of teams that you come up against. What is your opinions on Fulham um, and their chances of playing potentially or getting close to European <laughs> football this season? I think, like you said, many people gave us a chance to stay up this season. I think we were written off before the season even started. You know, I was always realistic. 17th place was always my goal. Stay in the Premier League this time around and you know, I think we have defied the critics, you know, all this nonsense about Mitrovic not being able to score in the Premier League. Well, two years ago, he didn't score because he wasn't given any game time. So that's the reason why he didn't score, not because he can't score. So, you know, we're playing to his strengths. He's in the World Cup. He's a threat. He's a bully. He's scoring goals. He's He makes he makes it difficult for defence. And he invites other players to score goals. We're not him. We are dependent on him. But then you look at all the players around him. The other players are scoring goals. So like to Pereira. Paulini in the central mid defensive midfielder, he's scoring goals. So we've got goals in this team. And I think the problem we have is if we can keep it tighter at the back and concede less, then there's less need to win games 2-1 or 3-2, which is what we've done this season. And when we haven't been able to score those goals, when we've gone a goal down or been behind, then we're struggling to win those games outright. But overall, you know, every Fulham fan will have taken 19 points but before the World Cup. You know, I think, you know, 17th place, I've said, is, is my goal. You know, things can change very quickly. I'm being realistic here. You know, that's why I, you know, I want the players to come back from the World Card. Rather, they exit early. So they come back injury-free, ready to play Crystal Palace away on Boxing Day. I don't want any injuries <laughs> carried over from the World Cup, to be honest, selfishly. But 
look, no one's given us a chance. We're going to invest in the, in the, in the January transfer window. It's going to be a few discrete signings that we need to make. But you've, you said it, Pete. Only Newcastle have battered us. The other teams who've gone head to toe should have been in Liverpool first game of the season. Unlucky to lose away to Arsenal last minute. The last two Manchester games should have, should have got draws from those. So, look, arguably speaking, we should have 25, 26 points. And that's without, like I said, earlier, without nicking a point or a win. All the games we have won, we've deserved to win, and the draws have been deserved as well. We're not, oh, you're lucky to grab a draw there, or you didn't deserve a win there. We've actually deserved to be 19 points on the board, if not more. The question is, can we sustain it? That's the problem. You know, injuries, winter, World Cup. It's, of course, it could cause a problem. Can we get to Europe? Don't see why not. If we're being optimistic and really, you know, then why not? You know, at the end of the day, we, we, we can we can beat the likes of Chelsea at home. We can beat Arsenal at home. We've got still to play these big teams at home and we've competed well away from the from Cottage. But again, let's be realistic. 38 points is what I'm looking for. Double the points tally, then I can start to breathe and relax. Would a cup run be nice in the, in the January? Probably, but what's more important, cup run or survival? I think it goes without saying survival is more important for the club. So we're a small club, deserve to be where we are, but you know most fans are realistic. You know, what it, you know, Premier League is a priority, and if it means Villa, Wolves, Palace keep losing games, good for Fulham. You know, it means there's more chance for us to stay up. But it's all we can do is beat the teams around us, which is what we've been doing this season. I think two years ago, I think we were able to beat the likes of Liverpool, Anfield, Leicester. I think we won away to Leicester, Everton. We won away from home, but we weren't beating the teams around us, which is why we went down. This year, it's a different story. We're competitive. We're beating the teams around us. We're not losing those six-pointers, which is why we're sort of keeping our noses ahead of the, some of the other teams around us. But look, still another, what, 20-odd games to go? A lot could change. But every Fulham fan will be very, very happy with the points tally at the moment. You know, that, that goes without saying. Just before I ask, get the boys' opinions of Fulham and what they think, you know, who... Obviously, we know about Mitrovic and how good he is, but who have been your sort of standout players? Who are your players that that a few people may not know about that, that have really kind of stepped it up for you guys this season? Um, if we look from the back defence, you know, goalkeeper Leno, great signing from Arsenal. We got him at a knockdown price and, you know, he'd be worthy to play for any any of the people on this, in this, on this show tonight. He'd be worthy to be a Newcastle keeper, Leicester keeper. I think, Ash, you would cry out for... For Leno, I'm sure, you know, we got a great Absolutely. deal from him last time. You know, it, well, international class. They've saved us points already this season. So he's been a great signing at a knockdown price. Defensively, still have some reservations, I'll be honest with you. That's where our weaknesses are. You know, I think we've struggled to keep clean sheets. But we know we've got attacking competencies. And then Paulinha in that defensive midfield role has been awesome. I think he's probably been one of the best defenders in or central midfielders in the, in the Premier League this season. Wolves will be unhappy that we we grabbed him ahead of yourself, uh, Dan. But he's been immense. Look, he's got himself into the Portuguese World Cup squad. Why? Because he's been he's been outstanding for Fulham. Competitive, combative, can score goals, can lead on the pitch as well. He's been he's been outstanding. And can we hold on to him next year if we stay up? That's going to be a problem. And so, uh, but he's been probably on the, the stand up player than Mitrovic. But no, Harrison Reed, not not not. Blessed with talent, but he's getting the the manager's getting the best out of Harrison Reed in the more advanced role because Paulinho's doing the jobs, you know, in his defensive midfielder. You've got uh, Pereira from Man United. He was a bit, you know, I was a bit skeptical when we signed him, hit and miss at Man U, but he's good at set pieces. He's involved. He's scoring. He's assisting. So we can't ask more from him. And you know, 
Willian, you know, I was I was his biggest critic when he joined, but he's in you know, the last few games he's been outstanding at 34 years of age. So, look, we've got attacking prowess in the team. We just need to make sure we've got enough cover for Mitrovic in in the, in the January transfer window and uh, just tighten defence because we've got a few areas where we probably need a bit more depth just to protect um, our clean sheets and make sure we pick up more points, on, you know, from our games. No, uh, I think there's some interesting players there. Um, um, is it, pa pa did you say Pali Palinia? Palinia, yeah. I tell you what, Absolutely. terrific player. He's been Very terrific. Very player. Um, very surprised. I didn't really know anything about him until he came to, to Fulham, but he seems to have really, really turned it on. Um, look, D, D you, were, you were kind of nodding your head. You were in an agreement with, with the Paddy. <laughs> yes. But, um, you know, from your perspective, Fulham, have they surprised you? What do you like about them? And have they got a chance? Um, in terms of surprising, I'm not too sure. Well, of course, but where they are right now, that's probably a bit surprising uh, going into World Cup where they sit. But look, there's so many narratives that always get said about football. About, For example, we talked about Madison. We, we talk about his attitude. Uh, Ash says there's no problem. Talk about Fulham. People compare uh, Fulham to how they were in, with Scott Parker and how they spent money and all of this. They're not that side this year. They've actually got a good core. They, they, I know they brought in a few players, but you know they, they, they didn't have a similar situation. And then even like Forest, I know, I know we laugh and joke about it, but yes, they did have to sign 20 players because they got rid of how many so old players. That's why they had to bring these players in. But there's so many narratives. But with Fulham, I think the one good thing that Emilio said is that they've been unlucky not to win games rather than lucky not to lose games. I think that's a good indicator in terms of where they are right now. Of course, when the season goes on, there might be injuries or not. But Fulham have been playing well. Like, they haven't... They, I, I remember the first goal of the season against Liverpool and even games against... What was it against? Brentford, where Emilio was at... That game that you lost, was it last minute or so? But look, they've, yeah. they've had a hiccup. Oh, no way, way, yeah. yeah. Well, we've been yeah. in Brighton. So home, Brighton's first defeat was against us. Yeah. yeah. You know, beat so, Brentford so at home, you know. The, the fundamentals of Fulham, in terms of how they're doing in the league, even when they do lose games, it's, it's narrowly or they've been unlucky to lose games. And you'd suspect that as the season goes on and in January, if they bring in a few players, that they will improve. So, for me... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Here he is. He's at, he's at the bottom of the, ta the, bottom of the table with the West Ham blog, but sorry, he caught me off track. <laughs> um, but, yeah, in terms of Fulham... I think I think they're doing yeah I feel like, I think they're doing relatively well. They need to bring in a few more players, and and you know what they've been a side that I know people have mentioned it, but they've been pretty quiet in terms of in terms of how well they've played. People don't really give them respect. Um, they said that Fulham will come crashing, but they've actually played decent football and been unlucky for the, for the majority of the season. No, I, I think that's a I think I think it's a fair point. Um, you look uh, like you said. It, it, I've I've got a bit of a, a kind of skewed view of Fulham because obviously we played them. You got a man sent off early, but we played some really good stuff that day, and and we and we we, we beat you guys comfortably. Um, and so maybe my from my perspective, I'm not seeing what other guys have seen, but I've seen the way you played at Liverpool against Liverpool first game of the season. You guys should have won that game, in my opinion. You were mm. really really good. Yeah. Um, look. Which I'll get your opinion because I know you've got to go soon at, at Fulham. Um, have you been shocked by them? Um, do, do, like, do you think that they've kind of hit their ceiling? 
with where they are right now, do you think it might it might slip slightly as the season goes on? Because it happens. You have a really good start to the season, start like a flash, and then all of a sudden that kind of slows down. And that that tends to happen to newly promoted teams. Do you think that would be the same for Fulham this season, or do you think they've got enough to keep going? Uh, well, yeah, I think I think they've they've definitely got enough. I think if they keep Mitrovic fit, he's been fantastic this season in terms of goals. And just that presence up front, like I said before, you know, there's many teams that are looking for that type of striker and, and Fulham have it have it at the moment. Like, yeah, Emilio said there, Paulini's been brilliant. Um, Harrison Ree's been excellent and the goalkeeper's been really good. So they've got good spine to the team. Um, I think they've also benefited from the fact that their manager has... Although, although he's well, this is a benefit and, a, and a, a negative in some ways. In that he didn't do fantastically well with his other clubs in in the in the Premier League, but on the other hand, he's got Premier League experience and he's got something to prove a little bit in the Premier League that he has got what it takes. Um, but what you said, Pete, the system that they're playing at the moment is quite effective and it, and is doing quite well for them. But that always, you know, the second half of the season, teams get used to kind of how Fulham play and what they, what they, what their strengths are and what the weaknesses are and what they can do. So that kind of surprise package element get gets sort of lost a, a little bit. So it just depends on whether they can adapt their style, you know, whether they can keep one or two players fit and whether they can sign new players in in January. But yeah, definitely, definitely a really good start to the season, and you, you would. Absolutely what Emilio said. 19 points from the first 15, 16 games is they would have snapped your hand off for that. So the put out in a good position. No, definitely. Look, Rich, I know I think you've you've got to shoot now. So I appreciate yeah. you taking your time to, to come on tonight. Great points as always. It's great look, fun. We'll, we'll review it um later on in the season. We'll we'll pick a date and we'll we'll get together again and see who's in the chat, who's who's around the table and and see where we'll teams do, are. We'll do it before the last the last eight or nine games. That'll be good. See what see where we all are. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Yeah. Great to have you Rich. You take all care right. mate. Take it easy boys. See you soon. See you later. Bye 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 bye. Uh as one disappears one one appears and uh we've got uh Mr <laughs> Mr. Dan Lawless in the house, although have we? Um, he's, uh, he, he's he's drifted off for a second. But look, you're trying um, to be too much like West Ham. You're just having howlers already. <laughs> he hasn't even spoken. <laughs> howlers all over the shop. But like, yeah. uh, look, uh, Ash, Dan, yeah. um, I want to get your opinions on on um, on 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 Fulham. What's the uh, what, what's your kind of uh, opinions and reflections on on Fulham this season? They've been absolutely fantastic. I mean, the problem obviously Fulham have had every time they've come up to the Premier League is that they've struggled to stay up. <laughs> and it's as simple as that. But it looks like they're doing more than that at the minute. Um, they're playing really well they're together as a team. Um, I still think, I, I don't want to be a pessimist, but I still think they'll be in the lower half of the table come the end of the mm. season. Um, I'd like to be wrong because I really like Fulham, but um, I, I still think they'll be in the lower half. But Emilio is very realistic about it, and as long as that team gets 17th, it's a great achievement for them because they can reinvest in strength, and that's fine. That's already there at the minute. No, uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's an interesting one, Dan. Obviously, I think you, you you'd like to have traded positions with Fulham this season. I think it kind of has been the case. I think we would have 
in an, in another season, seeing you wear Fulham all right now uh, with the previous seasons that you've had. But um, you know, what, what have you made of Fulham season? Are you surprised that they they are where they are? Do you think they can sustain it, or do you think this is the the ceiling? Do you think it's uh, only ways down? And, and do you think you've got enough to dethrone them in terms of getting more points of them over the course of the season? Which one? Who, who, who? Oh, sorry, little Dan, little Dan, little Dan. Sorry, I'm talking about right now. Sorry, sorry, big bro. You, you got your time in, really. Let me let me just talk for them for a couple of seconds, and you can have your battle with Dean. I can get to bed. Uh, I don't think Fulham can sustain what they've done so far, but I still think they'll have enough come the end of the season to stay up. Um, I feel like Marco Silva's ironed out a few of his. I don't want to say inexperiences, but maybe his, his flaws in the last couple of Premier League campaigns that he's had. Uh, I think they've they've invested quite sufficiently this this summer, as whereas last couple of times they've had some good players, but they've never really got them to gel. They've always been sort of on the back football. I think Marco Silva's got them playing a good style of football, which on top of Leno, Polina. Willian and they're obviously getting Mitrovic in the goals. I think I think they'll be okay to stay up. I think there'll definitely be three teams that are worse uh, come the end of the season. But I don't think they'll be able to sustain the sort of points ratio that they've got at the moment. Interesting, very interesting. Look, Mr. Lawless, thank you for joining us. I know it's been a massively busy day for you. Lots and lots of travel. You've only just got in. But you took the time to come and join us, and I appreciate that, mate. Uh, as as always, um, look, listen, you can't have a show about Europe without a team that's actually in Europe. Yeah, it's European football this season. The only ones, and he was always going to say that he was going to be. The, the, the European representatives. <laughs> um, but look, well, to be fair, it is it is facts right right now, right now. Uh, but look, you're in the conference league. Look, you you made some pretty pretty big calls that all of us in in it, all of us around the table right now have made a mental note up here. So look, that that European Conference League is is, is your your saving grace, and we're all watching it very very closely because. If that falls flat, I think before I get to you, D's going to get to you first. Um, <laughs> if, if you guys get knocked out of that competition, but uh, before you, before we get to you, before we get to West Ham, I want your thoughts on Fulham. Like, are you surprised by them? Obviously, um, a fellow uh, Londoner club um, just got promoted. Yeah, uh, sitting higher than you guys in the table. I put the put the league up right now. You look at Fulham, nineteen. <laughs> points um i've enjoyed not looking at this table it's been nice i've forgotten about it i've forgotten it existed yeah, i'm about to down. scroll down <laughs> there you guys in there i've got to be honest there. Wow. Wow. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> you guys oh, scroll a bit more down <laughs> scroll a bit more down let's see you there close to you yeah the european <laughs> west yeah. still. Yeah. big bro it's yeah. tense for you we're only four off you man jeez uh, 20th man <laughs> i didn't realize you lot were 20th how'd that happen four but yeah, we've just we've been our, our, our Portuguese squad have been focused on the World Cup, isn't they? <laughs> true, true. <laughs> Look, Dan, what what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts about Fulham um, uh, this season? It, it, do, do you think you can? First of all, do you think you can catch them? <laughs> I do. You know what? I, I, 
if if things continue like it is, no, but they are definitely a surprise package because it's just been a running joke. Like Norwich come up, Fulham come down, Norwich, come, you know, what I mean, Fulham come up, Norwich go down, and like this could be it for them. This could be the bit where they get Premier League stability. You know, um, Marco Silva seems like he's doing a good job there. Got some good players. They might have finally nailed it because um, they were they were throwing money at it last time. I think you spent like a hundred million last time they was up. And just yeah. spent it poorly, um, and this time it looks like they've spent properly. So it it could be one of those. It could be a Sheffield United though, where they have that one good season and it all goes to shit next season. We'll see. <laughs> I still feel like we can we can catch them, and I still feel like we'll have our renaissance of the season, and we'll things will happen. Things have to change. That you know what the the break came at the right time for us, and maybe the wrong time for Fulham. Um, as Fulham was doing well, so we know who knows when we come back from the break if they can get back that momentum, get back that speed, or they just you know come back a bit sluggish. So we don't know. I mean, it's it's a lot for, for to ask for the team. Obviously, their first season back in the Prem to go the distance, but we'll see if they can go all the way and finish top ten. Top ten finish would be massive for them. You know, staying up is, and that's not a knock, but staying up like your first season up. And that's you. You just want a, a stable um, first season in the Prem. You know, when we got promoted, that's all I wanted, and Sam gave it to us. So anything for them staying in that Prem and then building on it next season is huge. So to them, like whereas us, we we need that. We need to finish high up the table. They could finish fourteenth, and it's still a great season because obviously where they've come from. Whereas us, we need to finish up there. So maybe that hunger and desire might. I don't know, not be there. Who knows? Nah, who knows? Interesting one. Um, but look, let's get on to West Ham. The only <laughs> club we've not covered yet. Let's get on to West Ham now. Oh, is that Stu Penman? Uh, he's a massive no, supporter. That is his Bino account. Whilst uh, his off-stream is in the comments. Cool. You, you know what? You know, to be fair... Stu Penman's a big supporter of the, of, of, of the channel. And, and he Stu knows, Penman he knows, knows ball. He like, knows, he knows to be fair, Stu Penman knows football. So, yeah, uh, can we get D out and swap Stu, Stu Penman in, yeah? yeah. <laughs> Stu Penman, if we swap him in, there'll be Stu two Penman lawlessness. It's his burner account. He's sending messages in his burner no, account. No, no, honestly, D, D. No, no, lawlessness, lawlessness. He's got his phone next to him. He's, he's writing messages whilst I'm... Nah, this is my phone. Stu Penman no, knows his stuff. Honestly, so the fact that he's put that, that's what he genuinely believes. So, you know, <laughs> you, look, in the Newcastle fan base, Dan, you've got a supporter <laughs> in that fan base with regards to West Ham. So, you know, you've at least got one or two in there. And then, uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, we've got uh, <laughs> we've got one of our FIFA representatives at the top of the screen uh, reporting us. And today, I am Stu Penman. He's put that in. <laughs> Of Stu Penman. Uh, welcome to the show, Stu. Glad you are well. But look, let's get on to West Ham. And actually, we'll start with the point before you leave us, little Dan, because you just mentioned something that I didn't even think about. And I'm going to put the league up again. Um, and the, the fact that you're only four points off West Ham, um, that's an interesting situation right there. So look, um, Dan Lawless, from your perspective, you know, are you thinking about Europe right now, which we were in the summer, 
and you're saying you're, you're the only ones that are in the European competition, or are you genuinely worried about the fact that you could get relegated this season? What are your thoughts? Your last game, if I'm right in thinking, was at home to Leicester. Mm. Leicester beat you guys, took three points off your, on your own patch. What are your thoughts right now with regards to West Ham? Because like, it seems like it's all over the place right now. Yeah, so it's it's a weird one. There's games where we're completely shocking, um, like against Palace. So I don't like to mention that. Games where we're a little bit more on top, uh, like Leicester, we have a bit more going for us and we still lose. It's like, it doesn't matter what we do, we can't, we can't get it going. We're in that rut. And that's why I was saying the World Cup seemed to come at the right time because it was really starting to get a bit toxic around the club, that feeling. When you have them bad seasons, it was it was coming back and it, it felt familiar. But it felt like that season um, when we had Moyes the last time and Moyes came in for Bilic. So, you know, but we're not going to... I don't fear relegation because I, I don't think there's a chance. I don't think... Well, of course there's a chance, but I don't think it's going to happen. Like, hand on heart. Um, but this is the thing now. It's going to be interesting. Like I said, with the World Cup coming and that break... It gives us a chance to have a reset. Problem is, first game is Arsenal away. Um, so we're probably going to lose that. Then we've got Brentford at home. That Brentford at home, if we win that, it's a chance to turn a corner and put all of the, the sort of negative vibes behind us. Uh, but if we don't, if we lose that game or draw that game, um, Moise's job has got to be in question. They've said apparently he's got three games to turn it around. Wow. Um, three games. I think I just read five points from next the next three games, and the next three games are Arsenal away, uh, Brentford at home, and I forget who the the other game is. It says Fulham, but I think that's changed probably. Uh, yeah, I'm Fulham. I think we got. But you we can't might... be. We got Fulham. Why have you got Fulham on seventeenth December? I don't. I no, no, right. no. We got we got Arsenal, then Brentford. We got Brentford. Then, then Leeds. Fulham, Leeds, that's it. Then we got Leeds, Leeds yeah. away, which is going to be a tough game. That's going to be hard. That's a um, tough three games for, for, for Moyes to save his job. Yeah. Arsenal away, Brentford at home, who are playing some decent football at the moment. Although they, they can ship goals away from home, but they are playing some decent football. And then Leeds away, Leeds, Leeds yeah. at Ellen Road, that's tough. But imagine if we lose them three games, we could find ourselves 20th because... You know, Wolves could very well pick up um, four points, obviously, depending how early Portugal goes out of the World Cup. But they could come back um, and, yeah, very easily potentially get enough points to go above us. And that's just something that can't happen. You can't spend 170 million quid and you're looking around sitting in the bottom three. Like, basically, we lose to Arsenal. We could find ourselves bottom three on Boxing Day, basically. Depending if Everton pick up a win and Nottingham Forest or... You know, whoever's believed Benoit and Forest, like it's possible, so that can't happen. So, Moise's job, he has to turn it around soon because it's you can't imagine. We imagine, look, I know you guys want to imagine it, but I don't want to imagine it. If we go down after spending all of that money, that's a disaster. That's absolutely disastrous. That cannot happen um, at all. So Boy, I, I'm, I, they've got a long time to really think about this now. I'm really thinking about what they're going to do. But if he can't turn it around when we get all our players back, 
it's a weird one. Like at the same time, it was nice to have a break from West Ham, but another way, it's sort of like a state of execution because I feel like we're in limbo now. Yeah. Like whereas like a lot of you lot can you know enjoy the World Cup and then come back and just hope to see your team continue form. You know, we're just waiting to see how we're going to look like after the World Cup. And then we, like I said, we've got Arsenal. And if we lose that, we can't go, oh, shit, we've lost it. We have to go, oh, well, it's Arsenal away and they're top of the league. You know what I mean? And hate them games. Oh, it's a free hit. It's like, you know what I mean? So I can't really, until that Brentford at home, I can't really see what's what with the team. It's 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 frustrating, man. And like I said, they're good, Brentford, at the moment. With a lot, lot of fans, our fans want Thomas Frank. He's been linked with the job. Wow. Um, be, so very I think I think um, I think we should go for Eddie Howe. Though I think my Eddie Howe is my instinct. <laughs> <to think. laughs> I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it to pop off. Don't stop. Look, you can have Rafa Benitez. You wanted him. You disappeared. I did him up. I think it was. Uh, I think it was Mister. Um, FIFA man that was in the chat that is um he's hiding right now he's uh, he, he took you off uh, on purpose because you mentioned anyhow yeah. uh, yeah, I mean London pool you know what I mean like get him down London. get him down the stadium no, I'm telling chance. you I don't think he wants to go to a smaller side right now so Vieira would come though let's be real oh, like, here we go yeah I'm gonna get you I'm gonna get your thoughts D, I'm going to get your thoughts on West Ham in a second, but I know little Dan and, and Emilio uh, have, have got to shoot quickly. But little Dan, just before you go, your thoughts on West Ham and their their potential fight um, for Europe. Is it more relegation than Europe? Or do you think they can actually turn it around, considering that they spent £175 million in the summer? Oh, 75. No, I think they'll stay up. But I, I think they'll stay up, but I think Moyes will be out the door by the end of January. Wow. Uh, Wolves have Everton away, first game on, on Boxing Day. I'm, I'm really backing us to beat Everton away on Boxing Day because I think the Everton fans have already turned on Lampard. That'll yeah. put us uh, one point behind West Ham after Arsenal beat them on, on Boxing Day or whenever it is. And then uh, 14th of January, we've got West Ham at home. So maybe by the end of January, we'll be above West Ham. That's why I think Moyes will be gone. Wow. We don't have a good record at, at Wolves Ground either. Like I, no, I've you been do not, there. Daniel. Every time I've been there, we've lost. It's it's awful. I remember like last time I went there, we went there last Christmas time and saw us get beat. Walked through all the Wolves fans, hearing them singing, and then watched E17 uh, in the Market Square or whatever it is. And uh, yeah, it was a somber, somber evening. But then we went to and, and got on the piss and it was all good. But <laughs> we'll probably lose that. Yeah, I, I don't fancy us wolves away. We always lose that. So that's why I mean, there's a lot of games here that you just look at and you think, geez, like where are the points coming from? You know, and that's the problem. Yeah. And um, so wolves could be above us. By that wolves game, if wolves beat us, geez, man, we could be rock bottom. And if it, more than we should be gone by. Look at D, look at D. He's getting. He's, He's nah, loving this talk. He's got a semi there. Nah, yeah, nah, nah, nah. The, the reason I'm laughing is because he's been talking about <laughs> European football all season. It's all about rock bottom now. Like after that, no, but do you know years. what it is? This is the thing, yeah? Sometimes you have to go backwards to go forward. Sometimes you've got to destroy <laughs> something to rebuild it, right? This is how we get Moyes out and we get a better manager and we rise like the Phoenix 
from the ashes and we come yeah. back and take our right or you bring Pochin and West Ham returns. I still think we're gonna finish yeah. above Palace. I still yeah. think we'll finish above Palace this season. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, when Poch comes in, when Poch comes in, it'll be sorted because Poch is really gonna come to West Ham, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah listen, it'll, 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 it'll come to West Ham over, over Palace, it'll come West Ham. Yep, yep, everyone will come to West Ham according to you. Dan, it's right, Dan, it's right. is gonna get sacked in January, Vieira's taking over, and Vieira's gonna oh, win the conference yeah. league. You know what? Yeah, yeah. I would love to see that. These reacted the tears. Oh, the fume. Trust me. Zaha was going in the summer. Elise is going to Newcastle in the summer. And Palace go back to the Championship to play the likes of Millwall and Leighton Orient and all the other London clubs that they're associated with. To be fair, Dad. Uh, to be fair, little dad, um, I would take Kalise. I, I would 100%. I think he would uh, there, was, there was a guy in the comment section earlier. Uh, here he is, Aaron Robson. He said he'd yeah. have Neves, Elise, Zaha and Mitovic. I'll have what you're drinking, Aaron. I'm off to bed. <laughs> Good night, everyone. I love it. <laughs> look, uh, little Dan, um, it's been a pleasure to have you. I know you've got to shoot. But um, uh, look, we'll, we'll, we'll reconvene when uh, we get to sort of February time. Because I know we had to go. Uh, but Emilio, just before you you go, I want to get your thoughts on West Ham because then I want to get to Ash and Dee's perspective because <laughs> these perspectives are going to be really, really interesting. But Emilio, you're sitting high than everybody else right now that we've talked about so far tonight. What are your thoughts on West Ham? Well, it's the same old thing. I, Paul, I'm never getting respect for anyone from the local, from our local colleagues here, from the from the pundits, from the media. It's always a Man City thing, go good or D exception. D you, and D oh, and Ash. I know you gave us credit, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, every time oh, Man City didn't do this or Man United, hold on, where's the credit to our team? But you know, you're. I don't see West Ham being in the relegation zone. To be, I think they'll push on with or without Moyes. I think you'd be foolish to let him go. I think you've got a good squad there. Things aren't ticking. A few injuries. Too many games. Conference League is obviously disruptive, and I think you've got time to regroup. Wait till the restart the new of the the season Boxing Day. But it's the other teams like well, I need West Ham to keep beating the likes of Palace, Wolves, Southampton. Pick up those points. Of the teams are more genuinely. I'm not saying that. I'm just I'm saying it. Yeah. I, I see Southampton, Everton. Wolves more likely to go down than West Ham, so I need the West Ham to keep beating those six, getting those six pointers, pushing those other, keeping those teams at the bottom three, just to keep us selfishly up, you know, where we where we want to. Oh, be. What is going on? Basically, West Ham are just like a beer club. You're so irrelevant. All, all it is, you help us, West Ham. You're not involved in the conversation. You just you need to beat this team and help us. <laughs> this is like the twilight zone. What is going on? <laughs> you know, for me, West Ham won't go down. You know, you know I said West Ham yeah. will stay up. It's there's other there's worse teams in that division. You need to find a bit of consistency, like you said, Lawless. Maybe the World Cup's coming at a good time for you. You know, regroup, re-establish yourselves in the new year, and then come back fighting stronger. But you know, you won't get into Europe next season unless you win a cup. But mid-table is the best probably you can hope for. And you know, that's what you're probably looking for at the moment. And then maybe regroup and maybe replace the manager at the end of the season. I think it'll be foolish for you to you know, to get rid of Moyes unless you start losing 5-0 in consecutive games. It's just be foolish. Get, keep the stability, stay in the Premier League and then rebuild next year with whoever whoever you can get in charge at West Ham. But there's worse teams out there. And I, I don't think you'll go down. You, will you finish above us? Potentially. Potentially, but uh, you know, you were lucky to beat us at your ground. I thought, you know, all those goals are a bit controversial, but you know, fair dues, you beat us 3 1. You know, we'll see what we can do when we play you at the cottage. But it's 
you're too, you no team I've said is big enough not to go down, but West Ham have got enough quality there to stay up. And there's, 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 there's certainly three worst teams in that division, and you're not one of them. I don't think the Conference League is an excuse for us, though, to see why we're playing poor because we have been able to play a second team in that competition. Um, you know, last season we went quite deep into Europa League with a really small squad. Now our squad is much bigger. We're playing weaker opposition in Europe and have been able to rest like a lot of players um, where we have some much bigger squad. And Moyes has been heavily backed, so I don't think he has any excuses. And even the injuries we've had, it's not like we've had uh, injuries to key players, like big players like Rice or Flipping. We've had a few defensive inj injuries, but it doesn't really excuse how w poor we are in front of goal. Um, so, yeah, that's the thing. I don't give us much excuses for why we've been so bad. And I think Moyes' decision-making, continuously playing out-of-form players has done him no favours at all. And that's the problem. You don't just look at the results, you look at decision-making. And so when things are going bad and you're making crazy decisions, taking Ben Rama off when he's been our best player and keeping Suchek when he's awful, and that's where it really, you start to turn the crowd on you and the fans on you. So that's why the, the pressure's on his neck. Interesting. Um Look, Amelia, I know you've got a you've got a shoot, so I really appreciate you joining us. No worries, and thank you very much. You know what? It'll be interesting to see where you are, sort of end of January, February time, um, to see whether you're in the same positions and not. I, I, do you know what? Let me just say, I would take all of your managers right now over Morris. I would take, yeah. I mean, Marco Silva, I have question marks over him, but. He was always a, a decent manager. I mean, Everton is a tough club to go into, but he was highly rated. He looks like he's doing decent now. Vieira is a young, exciting manager. Um, seems to play good football. Brendan Rodgers, I think fat people were quick to turn on him. He hasn't been really heavily backed. What could he do with the money? You know, and obviously Eddie Howes looks like a, you know, he looks like he's living up to the hype now. He's got the back in the question marks were over his head. Could he do it at a bigger club? He's doing it, so... Yeah, it sounds mad considering how well Moyes has done over the past two seasons, but the football's just, he don't excite me, do you know what I mean, as a fan. And I think, um, yeah, I would probably take all of your managers right now over Moyes. And that's why, you know, you know, if we go down this, we go down with a fight. You know, we're playing good football, we're scoring goals. Yeah, we're conceding, but I'm happy to see us win 3-2, 4-3. You know, again, there's going to be some games we're going to get demolished, but that's only happened against Newcastle. But, you know, it's one that we can't complain. It's been an exciting season, win, lose or draw. So uh, if we do go down, which I don't think we will, but if we do go down, then this we, we've given it a, our best shot. So, you know, I'm you know, I'm looking forward to the next, what, 20-odd games when we come back from the World Cup. And I'll see you at Sellers Park Day, hopefully, all being well on Boxing yeah, Day. Yeah, hopefully. Well, Big yeah, game, hopefully, hopefully that Palace... Uh, we've been good at home. We've been good at home, but I'm yeah, expecting yeah, a tough yeah. game. I'm expecting oh, a tough yeah. game because we're... we're Pretty much next to each other, but yeah. Come on, Fulham. <laughs> Come on, Fulham. <laughs> you know. See you guys. All the best. Take care. Continue to look right. later. And enjoy See you later. Bye -bye. You take care. Speak to you soon, my man. Bye-bye. You Great know what's funny? Me. Sorry. Sorry, Pete. You know what's funny? He had to say, Come on, Fulham, because... Because he knows that he, <laughs> it's out of their hands. At this point, other teams have to beat Palace for West Ham to reach us because they're literally no man's land. We're talking about relegation about West Ham. Not, yeah, but by the time we play you next, we'll have our shit together. Do you know what I mean? And we'll slap you at your ground. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> by the way, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Before you talk all this rubbish yeah, that you were talking before when we've done the preview, we're talk go on, give us credit. 
give us credit because you wasn't giving us what? credit on 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 West Ham fan TV. You wasn't giving us credit on Twitter. We smoked you lot. We smoked you lot at your own ground. You only had two shots. It was one of our easiest games. We don't win away from home. Pete and Ash will back me up in this. I'm saying we're dreadful away from home. But it was yeah. like a home game. Yeah. It was like we was that was our ground. Passing around to you. Easy. Absolutely easy, Lawless. And yeah. next yeah. time around when we face you our ground, you might be able to beat us. But just know, when you go to bed tonight, just know that Palace absolutely destroyed West Ham. We destroyed Remember? ourselves. Have you seen no, how we've no, been playing no, lately? This is what Emilio was talking about. You don't give credit to other teams. You talk about you destroyed yourself. You didn't destroy yourself. Palace destroyed you. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, you did you some good yourself. stuff. We were not good. We were not good. There's a reason we That's are where cool. we are. All right, cool. You were not good. But before the game, I wish I saved clips. I need to save clips that every time I speak to you, I just have to load them up and back. You were talking big. You were talking about, we, we, you know, we'll beat Palace. We'll do this and that. You didn't have this chat about we weren't good and all of that. But now you want to talk about you weren't good. Come on, man. Give us credit. Nah, listen, Give us credit. There's a reason we're down at the bottom, right? And it's not because every other team just happens to be amazing. And except for West Ham, right? We've been shit. We have no, been. But shit. you wasn't saying this. No, I wasn't saying you that because saying this, exactly. it was still at that point in time. Obviously, we'd beaten Fulham, we'd beaten Bournemouth, right? Um, so we'd got on, we'd gotten some wins, and it like okay, the new players are coming back, things can tick. We usually play well against Palace at home. It's usually a good game. It's usually a competitive game. It's usually end to end, you know. So I thought, boom, you know, come to Palace will come. That's one of the winnable games. That's one of the ones we'll get the job done in, and then and then we'll have some we'll see where we are then. And it didn't that, work out. that and showed. Then that, but that game, that was the. Yeah, let's <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. as well. Before you no, as well. That didn't work out. Right, and this is what you say about credit, you know? because anyone knows, and I think Ash, I think we did the show on Twelfth Man right just before we played yeah. you. Yeah. I what yeah. did I predict? 2-0 Leicester. I said it on that show. I said yeah. Leicester are having a resurgence. I said we're in trouble and I predicted 2-0 Leicester and that was the score. So there yeah. we go. That's yeah. well, case well, closed. You're finally talking sense. You're finally talking sense about West Ham. Finally, you, you know that they will lose a lot of games. You know that they're not that side. By the way, I love this. You know why I love this show? We're on a Newcastle channel talking about West Ham and Newcastle. Pete, has he apologised yet? Has he apologised? No. What am I apologising for? This is perfect. This is perfect for you to apologise. To be fair, we haven't talked about Newcastle yet. So let's switch gears and then we'll switch back to West Ham in a second. Oh, yeah, go on. I still need to know what I need to apologise for, though. That's what I need to know. You haven't given Newcastle the credit. You haven't. You keep saying... I've given them credit. No, no, no. You were saying, I just oh, think getting no, no. Too I remember much. when Newcastle first, when when Pete first came on to the Race for Europe show, you was, you and Tobes were saying, you were saying, oh, so are we just going to invite Brighton? Are we just going to invite all the other teams? Fulham. That was your words. And you didn't give them credit. You were trying to act like Newcastle were like Fulham or like Brighton, when in reality, we know they weren't. We know they are. They are. They're up there. And, them teams and, are up there, plus, though. They're in the race. No, no. And plus, in terms of the last five seasons, you keep talking about Newcastle spending 200-odd million. You spent 175 million and you're in a relegation battle right now, more than a European battle. 
and Newcastle finished in third. So that's what I was saying. You haven't been given Newcastle credit. Every, every time new, every time you talk about Newcastle, you talk about them spending money rather than what they've done. They've got players have... there like Almiron, who, who they're flourishing that. And plus, spend the money. They didn't spend money and overpay on players. Gumarez, they spent money on him, but he's now worth way more than that. So the money yeah. they spent on players, they've got return on investment. So you need to give Newcastle the props and stop I've acting given like them only props. money. But this, no, this is the thing. I give them props, but my problem is, uh, is people are disingenuously, right? And this is Potts, this is flipping everyone else, right? On that show. And they're, they're blowing smoke up Newcastle too much. What I'm saying is, yes, Newcastle been brilliant this season. Absolutely deserve to be where they are. No question about it. Exciting manager, some great players. I've always, I've been one of the ones, I've rated Almiron for years, right? Even if we forgot, I've always thought he's a quality player. I've gone on to uh, Newcastle previews and said, yeah, Almiron, I'm, I'm worried about him. He's a good player. Always said it. St. Maximum, love him. My favourite non-West Ham player. I think he's a great bloke. I think he's a talented player. My problem is the attitude that people have towards Newcastle when, when we was in the race for Europe, when we was in those positions, it was... Oh, uh, West Ham are not in the race. West Ham are not in the right. race. <laughs> Look, really no, but we was. We're saying it for a genuine reason. No, but you wasn't because you've been playing all season long. You haven't been good in the league. I'm you not talking about this yourself. season. I'm talking okay. about the past seasons when we was in Newcastle's position, right? People didn't give though. us this credit. People no, didn't no, praise us and say we was in the race. But even though we were top four, we were in the top four, we weren't in the race for top four and people just looked past us. But because of Newcastle and because of their backing and who their owners are, this is the point that people have like, yes, we believe in Newcastle. We back Newcastle, not because of footballing reasons. If Mike Ashley was still the owner or they'd sold to Simon Jordan or the Golden <laughs> Sullivan or whatever, and they was in this spot, no one would be saying and talking up Newcastle the way, are, the way they are as genuine contenders. They would look at us, like they look at us and go, oh, they'll probably fall off, they'll probably fall off. That's not me having a go at Newcastle. That's me having a go at the no. people of well, other teams. You're missing teams. a bigger picture, though. Yeah, we're a bigger picture. With West Ham, you've only had one or two good seasons. So when people weren't talking about West Ham like that, it's because it's a shock. How many what good seasons Newcastle? Newcastle had? How many good seasons Newcastle no, 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 had? No, 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 no. But let me land, let me land. On, land. Had one or two good seasons under David Moore, exactly. Yes, I'm flying right now. But with, with, with Newcastle, you all right, cool. You you might have a point there with, with Mike Ashley. They won't be in a position they're, they're in right now. But all right, cool. They don't have Mike Ashley. So exactly. So it's because of the own they didn't have Mike but but still you have to give them credit. I remember when Newcastle were first onto the scene when 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 Pete went to the race for Europe show, you were saying. You were saying this. You acting like Newcastle can't make European football. You're acting like they've only had a few good games. Whereas you're missing a bigger picture. You're missing a bigger picture. Newcastle are here. Newcastle, Newcastle are serious. Whether I'm a Palace fan, whether it's Leicester, whether it's whatever team, you have to accept this. But you haven't accepted it. Maybe now slightly you're realising that no. Newcastle are more genuine. But I'm keeping the same energy people had with me when we was up there. I'm keeping that energy. But you're not the same as Newcastle, though. You keep comparing West Ham to Newcastle. Newcastle are a bigger club than West Ham. First and foremost, no, I, let's get that I right. Think that, uh, really no, really, I think it's... You, I don't think that's rate true. West Ham highly. No, you rate West Ham highly. I get it, but... You, I West think Ham we're on level pegging. 
now uh, Newcastle, Newcastle we, we, we talked about this. Newcastle won a trophy before West Ham have as well. What, what are you talking about? Wait, what? Uh, what? When, when did they last win this? a trophy? 60 years ago. Well, what oh, you no, no, but, you know, but then they went European football. Remember, we, we what, had this what, debate. What, what, I'm going to go back what, into this. Remember, what was going remember, on in January? No, 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 2008, 2008. What? People were talking about this. What happened I don't in 2008? What did you do for me, win the championship? For me, Newcastle are bigger side than West Ham. When you talk about Newcastle with Alan Shearer's and all them legends, I think Newcastle, in recent times, they've been a bigger club than West Ham. That's how I see it. Recent and times? You, what? Yeah, it, it, when we, we're not talking about last five years or so. I'm talking about the last... If you look at the last 20 years, Newcastle are a bigger club than West Ham. If you take away the Mike Ashley era, Newcastle are a bigger club than West Ham. Um, that's 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 how it is. So we, we, we only go success, by 1960s. Cool, if we're talking 90s, 60s, they're 70s, where 80s. Where, where, yeah? Yeah. 80s, yeah. yeah. That's you stop there, exactly. 80s. That's right. where we stop. Well, now, we and, now, and now we talk about, and now we talk about, exactly. Now we talk about more, more recent times. Newcastle, despite the Mac Ashley era, they they're bigger club um, than West Ham. M- most but, Newcastle yeah, fans parents didn't even see them. My grandparents the 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 point is, the point is, you're here yes, on a exactly. Newcastle channel. No, no, you're 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 on a Newcastle channel, and you know exactly. Stop trying to twist it. You know exactly what you was thinking of or what you say. You could easily apologize and say, you know what, I was yeah. wrong. And Newcastle are a serious club. <laughs> it doesn't matter about right. owners. It doesn't matter about Pete, owners because that you'll appreciate me, right? I'm just gonna say this, right? Oh, Pete and oh. the Newcastle fans, when they when when they all turn on you, right? And remember there was a comment there, they'll hate us soon. When they all turn on you, and all of these people that were willing to praise you and go, Oh, Newcastle, Newcastle, right? And if this sustained period of dominance happens and you get this back in, just remember. Who was real from day one and who was there going, oh, well what done, little real? Newcastle, when it's a novelty Newcastle, that you're so up you're, there. No, no, so Lawless, you're saying that Newcastle going to drop off, right? Because you're saying when they turn on you. Why would no, they what, turn on Newcastle? No, no, no. What I'm not saying they're going to drop off. What I'm saying is if they get this, if they become another Man City, yeah, that's when they're all going to turn, right? All of these people, yeah, the Arsenal fans and the Chelsea though. fans. No, they have turned on Newcastle, though. We no, but they haven't, because every time we have, we're on the Race for Europe show, they're all sucking Newcastle off, except no, me. No, no, no. The reason why they are, no, no, the reason why they are is because of what you are saying about Newcastle. You're not giving them the respect. That's why they're doing that. But let's be real. Newcastle are one of the most hated sides in the league right now. I, I, I think Pete would agree with that because of really the, no no because of the yes because of the I would have thought you were a Newcastle what? fan. No no no. Well, you used to be a Newcastle fan. If we talk about race for Europe, <laughs> Pete, if you accept them, maybe you can actually talk about Europe like that. But other than that, yeah, listen. So Europe, either way, I'm Newcastle. I'm set. You've got you've just got failure see, from day a, one. See, though, see when you was a kid, Lawless, you you had a bit more sense. You were supporting a bigger club than West Ham. I don't know what happened to you. You literally fumbled the bag. Even right though West Ham be was better fan. than Newcastle at that time. No, no, but you could you could be you could right now be a Newcastle fan, but it's all your fault. Once again, you fumbled it. But but look, uh, Newcastle are Newcastle are one of the most hated sides. They are. They are. Let, let's just admit it. They are. For, I, I've not seen that. Reasons. Pete. Pete. Have you experienced any no, hate? That's Apart us, from... though. That's, uh, that's, the race for, that's the 12 man podcast. No, I, I've, got to, look, I've got to be honest. I've got to be honest. Um, it, what in terms of like di- various different fan, fan, like, yeah, especially like top six fans and all these other fans. It's all been honestly, like, honestly, oh, honestly, the hate has been out there. It's it's real. Like, I've got to be I honest. It's the but it is real. The hate, on, the hate yeah, been, from, 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 the, from the top six point of view. The hate has been real. Like they don't like it. They they don't like the fact that Newcastle have an owner 
or an ownership that uh, that have got such a vast amount of money. You've got to be, you've got to, you've got to understand the situation. In that you, you know, we, we, you've got Sheikh Mansour. That he, I think, he, I think he's his worth is something like twenty six, twenty seven billion. Like when you put it into perspective, the PIF, their 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 worth is the best part of 370, 380 billion. So it eclipses everyone in the premiership. And then again, like that's how much... I'm just saying, if you start to win league titles, you'll see hate. That's when you'll yeah. really nah, see... Nah, that's that's I'll, be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. Like we, and, and not necessarily from fans, and look, all the Newcastle fans that are watching, we've got over 100 watching right now, that they'll, 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 they'll agree with this, particularly the ones in the Loaded family that, that listen to the channel all the time, is that over the 18 months of this takeover saga, we were getting hate all over the place from whether it was from rival fans, particularly from the media, because they did not want this to happen because they knew of the vast wealth of PIF. They didn't want Newcastle to be taken over by the PIF because they wanted the top six to be continuous in what it is. Like That's not anything to do with Leicester, to do with Palace, to do with West Ham. They did not want anyone to come in and break the top six. And I think this is what Dee has been talking about right from the get-go, is that actually... You know, although initially you you weren't not that you weren't happy with Newcastle being taken over or where we were potentially going, it's because I think if you you thought Dan of the amount of money that Newcastle would would spend, but this is what the top six were worried about is because they didn't want us to break the top six because once we break the top six and we've got a good chance of doing it this season, is that we are one of the only teams and Leicester. I've yeah. been there top for top five two seasons in a row. Oh. West Ham have been there five, fifth and sixth. Oh, don't count West Ham. We know. What, what, what I'm saying is, what I'm saying is, is that we, we've had teams over the years that have been up there and 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 yeah. pushed the boat and asked the question. But with Newcastle, once we once we get there. And we will get there at some point because we've got the backing to do it. Is that we have got the financial clout not to go out and spend 200 million on a player, not to go out and spend even 100 million on a player, but we've got the clout to, to have the money available to sustain it, to continue yeah. to build and develop players and sign players, not necessarily these big, well known stars, but continue to build and buy the best top. It, it, but that's, so that's right. Pete. That's what comes my point is that. You get the respect that West Ham didn't get, that Leicester didn't get. Even when Leicester, that season Leicester won the league, and you might remember this, actually, the conversation, they'll drop off, they'll drop off, they'll drop off, right? Yeah. We're not hearing we're not about that. Right? You know? <laughs> yeah, well, the yeah, I know. Season, we were in the relegation zone, so... Yeah. And Although you did get to yeah. the quarterfinals of the Champions League. Was it Swartz? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Ash yeah. made a very good point, though. They, they did drop off. I'm just like, yeah. well, that's what I'm saying. Teams, when people do say there, there's there's a reason behind it. There's a reason why people ain't using. New no, people said they dropped off that season. D. People I didn't. Mean, oh, well, the people, season we were winning. Well, the league. Yeah, well, the season yeah. you dropped off that season. But, but lawless, but lawless. This is how I see it. Yeah, West Ham under Moyes. I'll be real. You might have a good season or two, but in the long term, you're always gonna drop off. He's not that manager to keep you there. It's not sustainable. Whereas Newcastle, when you look at it, it's not just the manager. It's, it's the whole project. 
But it's the money. The, it yeah, the project is the money. That's okay, my but point. you spent money, but you spent money and yes. you're still not where they are. But we can't do that every season. We cannot yeah, but they haven't do done this every season. They, they had Mike Ashley. We cannot compete. You didn't spend we money. Cannot to, be fair, to be fair, no, 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 I, think, I think Dan's right. They, they can't compete. But, but equally, I don't think you'll see Newcastle spend. But we haven't spent £175 million in one window. You've done that. We haven't. And I don't think you're going to see Newcastle United spend... 175 million no. in any window uh, in the next few years. But you, if you look it. at it, and this is what I said about January, Pete, right? Where, we, okay, we spent 175 mil. We can't then go out in a January and spend 80 mil and then go and spend 100 mil in the summer. Yeah, it's not just about window to what window. I'm to you, what I'm saying to you, Dan, is that is that we spent, what, 110, 115 million? We will probably go in January and spend what, 50 million, if we want to try and get Madison, and Ash knows about this because we talked about it yeah. on the show, if we want to get Madison, we might go out and spend 50 million yeah. on Madison. And, and if anybody's watched our shows, loaded shows recently, when we talk about January, we're not talking about going out in Newcastle by signing three, four, five players. We're talking, we're, we're talking about, and I genuinely believe this, we're going to go out and get one quality player, whether it's Madison, yeah. whether it's Mudrich, whether it's... But, but that's what I'm um, saying. A lot of teams can't do that. We're going to get one, one signing. But, and, yeah. and we've got two loans that we can, we can access yeah. that we haven't even touched. And I think that's where we're going to get our players. And even then, Dan, this is the point that I'm making, that even then, if we went out and bought Madison for 50 million and got a couple of loans or even one loan off the back of the Madison deal, if we get that, we're still only spent just as much as you did in the summer. Yeah. We're this exactly is my point, summer. isn't it? This is the point that I'm making, is that yeah. you spent almost... West Ham has spunked all of their money in the summer to sign the players that they wanted. And that's absolutely fine. But we're doing that over the course of a January and the summer. So we can't be looked at in a negative way for doing that. No. Because we've gone out there and bought the players over the course of a over the course of two windows. I, I don't think we can be looked at negatively uh, like with that. I mean, Ash, no. do you agree with that or not? Pete, am I am I right in saying that at the minute? Newcastle squad has still got six Steve Bruce players in that lineup. Yeah. They yeah, are absolutely, they're playing out of their skin. There's a good structure at the football club. Yeah. The manager's doing a fantastic job. I think we just need to tip our hats off and understand that Newcastle are in the position they're in now. It's come a bit earlier than everybody expected. Let's, let's be honest, it has. But all plaudits to you guys. Like, Obviously, Leicester have been the team for four or five seasons that have been trying to break into that, and we've dropped off a little bit now. But um, there can't be any hatred towards Newcastle for it because they've but just. Ash, can I just over. ask you this question, though, right? Yeah. Is if, correct me if I'm wrong, because when I look at Leicester and mm -hmm. the West Ham fans, going around West Ham fans, we all looked at your ownership with envy. Everyone said, that's the example of the sort of owners that we would love to have at our football club. They understand the fans, understand the city. They do what's right by the fans, all of that stuff. But yeah. the problem is you they don't have the funds to be able to consistently uh, fund that team. And now you've the, the wells sort of run dry financially where that, they that have is, a bottomless wealth. Yeah, that, that is true. And I, I agree with the point you're making there, Dan, that they've got the money now. But at the same time, I do think that they've just got themselves naturally in a great position from playing great football and getting the right people in at the club in the background. Um, 
you know, it's come a lot earlier. And they have. In, in January, they, they're going to have to get some players in for squad depth because they've got to take where they are in the league now very seriously. They're a serious, serious threat yeah. to that top four this season. And they will have to, any team would strengthen in depth. Arsenal have got to as well with the position they're in. Um, and it's just a good position to be in that Newcastle have got the funds now and they're not on, uh, not on my Castle team anymore. We've got to start taking them seriously. And but, but they don't have the risk. This is the thing, Ash, right? See, uh, West Ham, Leicester, Palace, even someone potentially like Spurs, right? If we yeah. splash money, that money needs to work for us because we can't go again. If it if it goes I wrong, and then we, 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 we're rich, we're rich. Maybe we're Sam, yeah. yeah I understand that. We're of... rich. What? What? <laughs> what? Leicester struggle. We got we got billionaire as well. Oh, yeah, you spent yeah. that. So you spent your way into the top ten. Is that what you've done, dear? Are you are you, are you bought <laughs> no, it? You bought your that. position. We didn't have to do yeah. that. Trust me. We we didn't even spend the summer. We didn't have to spend the summer because we got <laughs> but, we got a capable manager. You had to spend, you had to spend 170 million to stay up in the league. We, we we spent what we bought the Corey for 20, 20 million to just be stable, you know. We'll we'll see. Yeah. But Pete, the thing is, and Newcastle, you know yeah. this. There's zero. Eddie Howe has zero risk when it comes to what he can do in the transfer window because he can we can just go again and again Whoa. and again wait, wait, and again. It doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. Well, yeah, but just get another manager. There is, there is massive risk with Eddie Howe. There is huge risk because if we get transfers wrong, right, uh, like regardless, regardless of how much money we've got to spend, there is an expectation season upon a season that we hit the hit the standard. Okay, Eddie Howe don't have the has the risk, but Newcastle don't. That's okay. Newcastle, Eddie Howe okay, does. Okay. Have okay. Yeah. What's the point? I don't get because it's what's the point? Of pressure. Of, you keep mentioning the owners. You mentioned Eddie Howe. You mentioned they got. Yes, we know they got new owners. Yes, we know they can spend money. Yes, we know that they they wanted the wealthiest yeah, clubs. Eddie Howe does. But that's the reason why. That but that's the reason. That's what's changed with Newcastle. Not all. That's... Not the only thing, by the way. Not the only thing. Not the only thing. Not the only thing. Because they spent well. They spent yes. well. You the money hasn't credit. got them. Yeah, the money hasn't got them here now. Right. Full credit to Howe to the recruitment. And you're right, Ash. The infrastructure they've put behind the scenes so far, they've made smart, good footballing decisions and they've gotten the right people in. And we've seen it. This, a lot of these money clubs um, have yeah, done yeah. it poorly in the past. QPR, for example, were, were yeah. another one. Look at United one. at the minute. Look at United. Yeah. It's not like they've not threw money at the, the team and they've been a failure they for the last a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Everton. There are people that don't talk about yeah, Everton, exactly. Half a billion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everton yeah. half a billion. And look where they so are right now. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, no, so far, that's what I'm giving credit. So far, they haven't just mindlessly thrown money at it. They've done things the smart way. The, the team and the manager deserves credit. But the point is, in going forward, they've got a low risk. And, I'll, yeah, Eddie Howe has got risk because he has to do it. But they'll just sack him and they just go and get another manager and they throw money at that manager, and you can they can keep going again and going again. It's it's a low risk project because they have that bottomless pit of money. So when people say, "Oh, well, West Ham have spent this, and you know, I mean, you've done this and that," yeah, we have, but we can't keep doing that, and that's mm. the problem. Trying to compete, it's, we can't. You can't compete with a team like Newcastle 
going forward. And my point was, people aren't saying that treating Newcastle differently than us because Newcastle were this great side, which they are playing well. Everyone's looking at Newcastle differently because of the money that they've got. Everyone's taking Newcastle more seriously than they took West Ham or they took Leicester because of the money they've got. Yes, Leicester did drop off because they didn't have that bottomless pit of money, right? And and I think Rodgers is a good manager and he's, he's proven he can turn it around, but he, he wasn't really back to this summer. And with us, you know, we've done well and now we've splashed big, but we've got a manager that maybe works better with smaller squads. But Newcastle can keep just going again, going again, get rid of this manager. Like with us, with our teams, you have to question whether you want to sack a manager because you have to pay him off. Like we have to look at it and go, shit, if we sack Moyes, we have to pay him compensation. And then how's that going to balance our books in terms of giving a new manager funds? Because now we've got to give a new manager back, back in. You ain't got them risks. And that's what I'm saying. Yes, there is FFP, but there are ways around the FFP, as we've seen. FFP ain't been a problem for Man City. And they put these rules in. I'm telling you, there's there's always ways around it. Man City win these court cases like there's no, like no tomorrow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we'll truly see if FFP does come into play, but I, I, I don't think so. And if you get Champions League football and then you spend big again, and you spend big, you can keep yourself up there. But I, I'm, are you worried about FFP? Really, seriously, Pete? Are you cons- do you think? No, because I haven't spent money. No, yeah. but I mean, like, I know like right now, yeah, you can talk. Ashley didn't spend and you've got money in the bank. But I'm saying once that run is dry and you need to keep spending, do you think there'll be a problem there? FFP will, will, will always be a consideration for us and it will always be an issue for us more than any other club because the Premier League are looking at us more closely than any other club. So, yeah, if you're asking me, it is something that we're worried about. However, the one way that we can counteract that is what we've been doing recently. And, you know, if you haven't seen already, we, we've, we, we've, we've made deals with the likes of um, Monster, their official, their official drinks, um, sponsor of our club right now. We've just uh, agreed a new deal with them, um, and we've agreed a new de- a sponsorship deal with Saudi, um, w- which is Fly Saudi, um, and that they're going to be our official flight sponsors for our trip. Real? Arabia, yeah. for our for our um, our, our mid season tour over there. I bet so that's a lucrative sponsorship, a very very lucrative. I have to say that. I have to say that neither of neither of the monster deal or the set of fly Saudi deal. Um, no figures have been uh, been disclosed at this point. So oh. what I'm saying is, look. Let's be honest. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a Man City agreeing a sponsorship deal with with a with, with a business that is non-existent. It's not going to be that. Yeah, because the rules are dictated. You can't do that. Yeah, but yeah. there are ways around it if you go through a club that's already got shit. And like, yeah. say you could go to a Monster Energy drink, right? And you can say, listen, you know, what I mean, will you bankroll us X amount? And then you can make that money back up. We'll open up some gates for you here, there, and and everywhere. Like the, there are ways. There are always ways around it. Obviously, the loophole. That? That's a sponsorship. Of mm-hmm. course, get, if, what, that's, that's a normal. Business. No, because they would course, sponsor. If you're, if you're sponsoring them, if you're sponsoring them, then of course Newcastle can say we might just do exclusive monster drinks. Or there's nothing wrong with that. That's just no. Business. But what I'm saying they're, is, they're they would sponsor them way more, and they're not sponsoring them just for the brands. Is backhand backdoor deals of not saying like yeah like paying however much you would pay on the spot like five million like say five mil a season 
they might go and go and say, give us 50 mil a season, but don't worry, you're going to make that back up. We're going to we're going to put some money your way for this or we're going to invest in that. Do you know what I mean? There's ways around it. And that's what's going to be interesting is this day. Well, this, well, the, this is the thing. Like, Fly, Fly Saudi was, was supposedly been, for the last year, apparently going to be the, our next shirt sponsor. So I think there was a surprise when they had their deal agreed as being our, uh, our kind of flight sponsor purely just for the trip to Saudi Arabia that we're going to have in December. So, But maybe it, it spirals into something a little bit bigger. But these are the kind of deals that we've got because I tell you what, although, you know, these deals have been announced and, and kind of Daniel going, oh, here's the deals that are going to happen, blah, blah, blah. We, we, had, we had Mike Ashley have Sports Direct as our main sponsor at Newcastle and was paying us £500,000 a year. That was our owner of It's an absolute joke. Nobody at Crystal Palace, nobody at Leicester, nobody at West Ham had a main sponsor of their club paying them £500,000 a year. It's an absolute Whoa. joke. So, so this, is, this, is where, this is where, although you might think about Monster and Fly Saudi and all the rest of it, this is where we need to build and get ourselves back to this point. So, um, you know, from, from my perspective, this, this is where we're at. But look, um, we, 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 we've had a fantastic chat tonight on so many different levels. Um, you know, thank you to everyone that's been on tonight. Dan joining us late on, really, really appreciate it. You've had a busy day and, and appreciate the fact that you're coming straight on once you got home. D absolute quality. Uh, Ash, always a pleasure. Great points from a Leicester perspective um, coming to join. Before you go, sorry to cut you off, before you go, yeah, can no. we look at the league table once again, because it's, it's Battlegrounds Europe um, show. It's good to start with the league table. It's good to end it with league table as well. Right. We've got a league table for us. Can we just look at it once again to see? Right. To really Pete, when we, when we go above Palace... I'm calling an emergency show when we go above Palace, right? <laughs> all right, so, all right, yeah, score a little bit down, score a bit more down. No, no, yeah, yeah. start up and then score down. Wait, 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 so Palace are 19. Yeah, We're yeah. five points behind you. We're only five no, no, points no, no. behind right. you. Yeah, score a bit down, so who West Ham competing with? So I just I just remember. Um, five points. Relegation zone? Have you, have you got relegation zone for us? So we can see. Five points yeah, behind Forest. you, three points behind yeah. Leicester. Boris and Southampton. Uh, look, Lawless, it's going to be great, man. It's going to be great. Pete, if you host oh. a race for relegation show on this as well, I'm telling you, Lawless, ah, I'm yeah, gladly on hosting it because look, he's going to have a good season. I've got to big up the main man here, uh, Dan Parts. I know he's not well at the moment. I hope he feels better soon. Um, he, yeah. he's been struggling in the last week or so, but like, look, I, I'm, I, Dan Potts is on another level with regards to the amount of different shows that he's got on, on, in place. Look, I'll be honest with you. I think, I think, I don't think any of us are going to be in that relegation uh, uh, show at any point. I think, if anything, we're I, I, I th I, honestly for the three, the, the four clubs that are here now, including Newcastle, I think Leicester, Palace. And West Ham, I think we're all gonna. I think I think you three are all gonna move up the table, and I think we're gonna have a more. I can't more really move any point lower, like West Ham. As, as there, there isn't any more down to go Honestly, it would not surprise me, and I don't know whether you guys agree. It would not surprise me that if we. If we reconvened around February, March time and had a review show with the other guys that have been on, it would not surprise me 
uh, at all if we had Leicester, Palace and West Ham all sitting in the top half of the table. It would not surprise me at all. That would surprise me. Genuine, serious question, right? Pete and Ash, if you had to put money on it, who would you have finishing higher this season? Think about it strategically. West Ham or Palace? Or, and then, and then you give, we can throw in oh, Leicester question. afterwards, like, because I want you yeah. to take your bias out of it, less, uh, Ash. But then we yeah. can maybe do that. But, but West Ham Palace, who you, who you haven't finished in higher by the season end? We're five points off them at the moment. <laughs> Ash, I'll let you go first. <laughs> wow, that's a. Do you know what? That is a tough question. Um, I'm just I'm gonna go just on form, and I'm gonna have to say I think Palace will finish higher this season. But I understand your point. In, in 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 general, West Ham generally do obviously finish higher, don't they? But yeah, yeah. No. I'll, I'll go. I'll go. I'll go. This season, I think Palace are going to nip nip them higher. I don't think you'll go down. That that's that's utterly yeah. oh, look, ridiculous. I think you'll stay up. I think it'll be tight. Look, yeah. Forest Everton. We need to bring more Forest to like Everton fans here. So Lawless, you having more of a discussion about your. You lost upcoming <laughs> games, the rest for relegation. I don't think you'll go down, but you know. But we we need. 16. I know Pete isn't as. Uh, I think you're looking at it short, short, short-mindedly there, there, Ash. But I respect your opinion. Now let's see. <laughs> no, yeah, Opinion. What do you reckon, Pete? You know what? It's it's a tough one. It's a real, real, real tough one. I, I've got to be honest, uh, and this is my honest, honest opinion. Um, I still think that you're going to have Moyes in charge. So, for me, I think Palace will be ahead of you. Yeah. Take, take this comment off. I need to see Lawless's face. For that, for, on, honestly, Dan, honestly, Dan, for yes, that reason, for that reason, because you've talked about, you talked about Moyes getting sacked and be getting three games, blah, blah, blah. I don't see it. I don't see the ownership getting rid of Moyes because they've invested so much in him. I just to, to replace Moyes is going to cost it another amount, a significant amount of money. And I don't, I don't see them doing that. But for me, I think he's going to stay in charge, and I think it's going to be to the detriment of West Ham if he stays in charge. And I think Palace will stay ahead of you because of that. I, I do, I do believe that genuinely. I do oh, think though, if, if you are right, if you are right, Dan. And Moyes gets chucked after one or two games. If you if you get spanked by, by Arsenal and then you lose to Brentford at home, say for example, that's yeah. that's that's a sacking offence. Like if you yeah. lose to Brentford and Arsenal, if 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 that happens and you get a new manager in, it could all change. It could all change. Yeah. It could all change. Well, like, ask that question. Oh, sorry, uh, Pinkin, Pinkin, here we go. Like, I've got these on my side. He asked that question. All right, if you had to put money just, on, who would it be? And he's still giving it. Honestly, I'm giving two. Even with Moyes, we're finishing above you because if we still have Moyes, that means he's turned things around. If we still have Moyes, and this is much as someone who I'm, I'm, I don't want Moyes to stay. If Moyes, do we stick with Moyes? We, we, we it's because we've turned. He's turned it around. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. So. Moyes or no Moyes, we're finishing above Palace. Leicester is going to be tricky, but I don't think they have the squad. I think we have the squad to... You overrate your squad too much. But anyway, that, look, we, Pete probably has to wrap it up, but you overrate yeah, yeah. your squad way too much. I, I've already compared this. Zaha's better than, uh, better than Ben Rama. Elise is better than Bowen. And it's not even debatable. Your squad ain't even that You're just good. talking form. Like, 
No, you're let's just, see. These players, Bowen was it, Bowen was in form. Where is Bowen now? Zaha's probably going to go Newcastle in January anyway, uh, isn't it? No, exactly. no, no, no. But, all right, cool. But Zaha's still you. better than Ben Rama. And, and Elise is still better than Bowen. Your squad ain't that great, but that's a problem for another day. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see, we'll see. Squad than you. Yeah. We'll see. That is such a Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah, Mark Gay, Joachim Anderson. Joachim Anderson playing the World Cup right now for Denmark. I was just saying that Mark Gay is highly rated. Tyreek Mitchell, Lefa. Declan Rice is good. But apart from that, yeah, Flynn Downs, nice. It's cute. It's cute. Your squad is nice. One of our one of our big followers of the channel said we don't want West Ham going down. Um, too big of a club and proper fans. So you know th there is that. Maybe they stay up. For all this sake, I really want West Ham um, to stay up. It'll be good. It'll be a good season. Relegation battle. Fully. Uh, Michael Palmer, big follower of the channel, said Vieira is an outstanding new manager. Moise's time is done. Yeah. I think he's basically saying that Vieira is taking over from Moyes. I think that's what he's saying. No, I don't think he. I don't think One thing, just to finish before I go to the sponsors, very very quickly. One thing I think we can all agree with: Everton to go down. Yes, please, please, Everton go down. We kept them up. That's why I'm pissed off. They beat. They always beat us, and and then all of a sudden they just if 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 they didn't beat us last time around last season they would have went down. I mean, we yeah, that game was a joke. You lot dropped the ball big time, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the worrying thing about them is they're, they're losing a lot of games at home, and that's the worrying thing with Everton at the minute. Did you they're say that you've up. got them next, or is it you who've got them? And who's who's a Wolves? No, we Wolves. beat them at Goodison. We beat yeah, them. Yes. We lost 3-0 to them. Flipping hell, man. Wow. Yeah, so boy, I hope they go down big time. I fully agree. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. But I, we'll down. <laughs> I don't. I don't really care about Southampton. But they'll probably go down Southampton. I don't know yeah. with any manager. I'm not really. Well, imagine Palace go down. Imagine. Lawless, forget about that. Imagine you go down because it ain't only me. You got everyone after you. You're talking about European football. If you go down, you better take a. You better take a break. Boy, but wait, if you still win the conference league, we're still that that oh still puts us above you. You'll just be another Wigan. You'll be a Wigan. Don't play European football championship. Great. Listen, but Wigan, yeah, Wigan, great, Wigan great have a trophy. You don't have one. You don't have one. Yeah. You have zero in your history. Oh, yeah, so listen, don't all chat to Wigan. You can't chat to Wigan. You can't chat to. You can't even chat to Wigan. Boys, we'll be here all day, and I wish I could because it's been an absolute amazing chat. Um, yeah. uh, D starving. Uh, Ash has been here from the beginning. Dan, <laughs> you've been uh, traveling all day, and and you've been you know you, you've shot straight back in and come on, which I really really appreciate. I'm just going to run through the sponsors really quickly, but firstly, anyone in the chat, we've had way over 120 plus um, um, watching tonight live in, in the show. If you haven't already, subscribe to the channel and and click that like button uh, to let uh, other fans know. Um, uh, the show and, and what we're all about. So, if you haven't already, do so. Um, Shyburns, our fantastic channel, www.shyburns.com. Um, fantastic support with all things related to mental health. Um, as well as that, we have a massive TV um, uh, t shirt collection. Uh, as well as that, um, we've got some live pictures of the away day shirt, the one that I'm wearing right now. Um, so get involved in that. Um, some of you see it on the Away Day show. Got a new selection of hoodies, hats, various different things with regards to Shyburn. So get involved in that as well. Pins and prints. 
If you want your pins and prints with regards to all things Newcastle, old and new, uh, you got the Miguel Amiro and goal against Fulham. I'm glad Emilio isn't here to see that. Um, you can get your pins and prints uh, available. Um, and then we've got Machine House, Marty, uh, with his new um, Newcastle United um, uh, local range of clothing. Um, get involved in that too. And then we've got the Joy Rise Dean um, as well with all things Newcastle United. And we've got Oogie from Australia um, modelling the gear. And of course, We've got a fantastic new sponsor, um, the Radiator Shed. Russ has been in the chat tonight, makes some great comments on all things um, Newcastle United. And we've got Dan Lawless and D in the in in the doghouse in the prison, um, uh, as as it says in the picture. Um, and and again, um, top quality um, um, radiators, all designed and manufactured in in, in Italy, uh, aluminium rads. Um, uh, very environmentally friendly and perfect for heat source pumps. They offer a home survey service and will uh, install if required. And I tell you what, there is a fantastic sponsorship um, uh, for all members going to be available um, in um, the Christmas period. So keep uh, an eye on that. And of course, um, Russ's other partnership is the Install Works Northeast Partnership. Um, get involved in that too. And some uh, radiators that are available to us. We are under 200 away to hitting that 5k subscribers mark for only a year and a half being on this channel. It's a fantastic feat for us. Um, so please, please, please click that subscribe button. And if you want to join a member, $1.99 a month, um, go and click that green or, or blue button as it is there. Um, you can only do it if you're on a laptop. You can't do it off your phone. So click on that. And of course, all shows are on Spotify and Apple um, 24 hours after the show has um, uh, ceased um, on YouTube. So get involved in that too. Um, massive, massive thanks to everybody that's joined on the show tonight. Really, hey, you got more sponsors than Newcastle. Jeez. Um, hey, oh, loaded back <laughs> trying to beat that FFB. Yeah, you're trying to YouTube uh, that. <laughs> like, it's like an air credit to like a Marvel show. Like, you know, like, two points credits. Me going off like half an hour. <laughs> You guys are doing well for yourselves. It's good to see. <laughs> yeah. no, look, we, we're, we're a channel uh, that always likes to support the local area. And we've got sponsors. But, um, but yeah, you're right. I don't think we'll have as many sponsors as Newcastle for very long. I think look, I don't think we're at the end of our sponsorship. I think by the time the World Cup finish, we might have one or two more. Uh, but, but let's see. Um, look, boys. <laughs> It's been an absolute pleasure. Really, really appreciate you guys being on, as well as the likes of uh, Emilio, the likes of Little Dan, the likes of Rich. Um, it's, been, it's been great to have you all on and, and talking all things Newcastle. And look, as I said, um, part three, uh, if we look around sort of February, March time and we'll evaluate where we are at that point, um, we'll get you you boys back on with some more um thoughts and opinions about uh, all things Newcastle United. So we'll, we'll uh, uh, and of course, all the other clubs, hopefully we're still in the top four and we can have a conversation genuinely down about whether we can actually stay there. So <laughs> let's see, let's see. But maybe apologize then. I'm going to stick to my guns. And just before I go, I'm going to stick to my guns. I think Leicester, Palace, and West Ham will all be in the top half by the time we have our next conversation. I might be wrong, but I'm going to put it out there. And you know what? If I'm right, we'll have a great discussion because I think the discussion is going to be very different to what it is tonight. 
Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. I don't think there's enough room for all three of us. Someone's <laughs> got to go. Yeah, and I'm looking, I'm I'm looking south. I'm looking yeah. south. <laughs> That's yeah. what I'm going to say. Yeah, well, I'm Boys, sorry, but I don't know where he's going, but yeah. Boys, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to let you go. And of course, um, uh, the top manager, manager of the month, we're going to leave it to how you like that. You guys take care. Have a fantastic evening. How you like that?